Okay. This is why I knew I wasn't going to agree with you because you go to the far left. Yeah, I want somebody else to talk to him because I can't do it. You the main one. I curse you out every week, and I love it. Like you do, you do the most. I love it. YBO podcast. YBO. You're listening to Young Black and Opinionated. You are tuned in to YBO podcast. Hey, honest, y'all make me feel at home. I just want to say I want another invite. I feel like I'm a part of this podcast. <laughs> Young Black and Opinionated. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E S E. What it do, family? Episode 246 of Young, Black, and Opinionated. Ladies, how y'all doing on today? How y'all feeling? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a new little environment over there. What's that? <laughs> I, I want to tell y'all, too. I, I was going to tell y'all pre-production, but I'll tell y'all now. Um, so the kids, my students, oh have found the podcast, and they are now trying to blackmail me by saying that, oh, Mr. Thompson, you have a potty mouth. Mouth. I'm going to tell doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, y'all forget. I am grown. We are grown. You I tell think- them kids, I don't give a fuck. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think they were listening to the latest episode, two forty four, I think. And um, I had five of the latest, but go ahead. No, 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 at the time. I'm sorry. At that time. Okay. At that gotcha. time. Yes. You got me. You got be me. Be clear. Be clear. Let me be clear. It was 244 at the time. I'm pretty sure they listened uh, to 45. Right. <laughs> you know. Good. <laughs> oh, any MLK Boulevard. Um, he was like, Y'all podcast boring. I said it's for adults. That's why. I was like, it's for adults. You like, young guys that wouldn't even understand. Shut up. Right. What do they even want to? How old are they? Like ten? Like what do you? Even, yes, they are like. Oh, dude's got one. Shout out to dude. Y'all uh, bad yeah. want to hear about Pokemon or some shit? <laughs> Kid boys and shit. Oh my god! So this shit ain't for y'all. <laughs> not gone. <laughs> so I just want to give a shout out to the uh, UMA students if y'all do listen to this. YBO love y'all. Love the kids. Who's, the, who's that girl? About y'all, though. <laughs> <laughs> who's the potty mouth oh, square? Man. It's me, Reese Berry. That is R E S E B E R R A four Y. It's Twitter, yeah. Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Lassie. <laughs> and I'm and I'm Lossy and Lola Baby on Snapchat two Y's two E's B A Y Y B E E. Don't follow me, little kids. And on Instagram and Twitter at Lacrim Lola. And it's your boy. And it's your boy Moanje. That's M W A N J E. You can follow me in all Mister. Uh, all, <laughs> you can follow me in oh, all Mr. platforms. Platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, call me Mister Thompson. Uh, all social media platforms. That's uh, Moanje. Ugandan for leopard, but y'all call me Mr. Thompson. Uh, what's so funny is they love to call me. Uh, so your your real name is Mwanja? I said no, it's Mr. Thompson. That's my real name. Um, but yeah, they said they'd be listening. Um, Why you lie to them kids? No, don't listen. <laughs> they, 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 
because you're on this mm. show. Y'all not funny at all. What? We're not <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, you, yeah, you got <laughs> the wrong podcast then, because <laughs> we are right. I guarantee. I would think y'all the, are boring. So. The title. The title of this episode finna be "Fuck Them Kids." FK. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I would thoroughly enjoy that. Work. <laughs> hey man, you started it. You might tell you to bring it on. You don't get the knock on the door. No, uh, what's the dude's name? That do the little lady with the wig. You hear the kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just want to okay. let you know. So if we go through the list today of the of cities, if Brookfield is on there, that's from the kids. <laughs> um so I thought oh, you were going to say fourth in Vienna. I'm just playing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a joke. It's a joke. It's my people over there. Yeah, I'm That's from funny. over here talking. Now. I'm not, but <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think we said it, but um, obviously understanding from uh, the numbers that Mwanje listed there, we are on episode 246, mathematically speaking. Um, so welcome, everyone, um, to our boring podcast. Hey. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Nevertheless, hello. So we are here with a new week. We have a jam-packed episode for all of our sweetheart listeners out there. So guys ready? Anybody want to recap their week yeah. before we uh, jump right on in? Who's starting? Mm-hmm. Well, I sound like I'm on a mic, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you sound like okay. I'm on a mic. Great. Um, Proceed. Uh, nothing crazy this week. Nothing crazy this week. I think this was a uh, uh, pretty fast. That's why they think we boring. Oh my god! I didn't do anything crazy this week. I'm trying to think. Let's see what happened. Nothing crazy happened to me this week. Nothing crazy. You nothing broke crazy. down. I got, my board. <laughs> I got my board back. Um, okay, I'll let you go like, first, so we can get you out the way. Yeah, get me out the way. Ooh, 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 nothing ooh. crazy. Got my board. I got another board. We're good to go. Still waiting, still waiting on my other board to come in. So what you gonna do when you get that one back? I'm confused. I'm, I'm you gonna have to? Oh yeah, 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 oh. yeah. So just in case, because I travel when I do other shows, I travel with that with that board, and I need something to have just to be portable, and I can just keep the other one at the crib. So just in case this happens again, I won't be out, and I won't have to be able to use just use my other interface. Because look, the last time I tried to record a show last week, and I tried to use my audio interface, and I didn't have my laptop either because my laptop was out, and I tried to use Studio One. And I could not get that third input to go. I that third input was kicking my butt, and so oh, I'm now tell you, I'm just, the last time you were struggling when I was in Milwaukee, like, what is this ooh, shit? <laughs> that third input was kicking my <laughs> butt. Now, shit. if I had I had had I had my Mac and I was on a um, Logic Garage Band, I was able to do it easily. But I was trying to use yeah. Studio One and try to do that on on a um, PC. It was not <laughs> going at all on YouTube. Trying to figure it out, I was like, yeah, you know what, y'all, this, this just ain't gonna happen this week. So, um, and then plus I can. And put this. Oh, I just love this board. This thing is amazing. Thank you, Reese. Thank you for for uh, for um, recommending this board because this has been a game changer and a life saver. You hear me? You hear me? Yeah, I was actually doing something on the board the other day, and people was looking at me like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Shit, I just learned this today. <laughs> I'm learning with you." So it's dope. It's a technology thing for sure, too. So definitely appreciated it. But anyway, is that this all you had there, Wanje? That's it. That's it. Lassie, take it away. Will her, will her in. <laughs> take it away, boys. Uh, well, I didn't do nothing but work. And then this weekend, I my aunt was giving away some of her old fitness equipment. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, we have a treadmill and a bike now and an elliptical. So that's dope. Um, I know that I've been talking about like me being on Bumble and trying to find friends and things like that. So I went on a Bumble date yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it was not just a date, like a regular date with just me and one girl. Um, I met a group of girls. Um, and it was very, it was fun. I was out longer. Like I, my initial time frame for this, I was like, I'm just going to go out for two hours and that'd be it. No, I was out all damn night. So um, that's good. I have to say, I think I met some cool people. Um, we're supposed to be going to a happy hour sometime this week. Um, so it was dope. Uh, it was fun just getting out of my comfort zone and, um actually that was like my first night out here we i mean we don't go out like that i mean so it was fun i had i had a lot of fun um and then just couple time which is important always important so we're meal prepping our meals for the week today um we are clean eating and i'm telling everybody that my favorite favorite meal from last week was my bunless turkey burger. Mm. That was my favorite thing. Did you wrap lettuce so, yeah. around it? I just ate the patty with some cheese and some ketchup. Well, mm. I didn't even eat ketchup the second time, but yeah. That's just the cheese. I know. Not the yeah, mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> PG no. by black. Right. No, that's that's dope though. I actually found that when I did it when I first moved um back to what you said before, the group setting is a to me a lot more funner because like I think I mentioned it before, you get to kind of see who you who you latch on to more is funner that way. So Yeah. Um, No, and it's it's funny that you say that because there was one girl we like immediately clicked and we like we went to the bar, I bought her a drink, she bought me a drink, um, and we kind of we really just clicked and she was like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, give me your number. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun though. Y'all should probably look into starting like a group me or something. And then mm-hmm. as people, if if they still stay on the app, they can add more people. Cause I, I didn't do it where like I was on there for a long time. Like it was just somebody told me about the group. So everybody else was from that atmosphere. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, it's fun. That's dope that you're doing it too. And also, I don't know if they have them in Nashville, but like I, I'm just, I've been in the groups. I don't really do nothing in them, but they got like Black girls of Texas, black girls of, and I typically yeah, find a lot of people in there from Dallas, but then there's like a black girls of Houston, but mm. um, sometimes it'd be like relationship problems. I'd just be reading and scrolling, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but I think it seems like a lot of them or for me, I guess the Dallas people from what I saw before, they, they typically go out. So anybody in Dallas join that group. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of different things you can do to meet new people. That's why this era that we're in is kind of interestingly fun. So that's what's right. up. I'm glad you agree doing that. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Meal prep? No. How was your how was your week? Um it was cool. This week went so damn fast. It's like the first full week after my birthday vacation, which is crazy. Um, it just seems like every day just fucking flow. Like I just don't I don't get it. But um <laughs> I really spent this week just kind of catching up on work, um, doing some other things too. So it's it was kind of hectic in that matter. And then Friday, we went to Post Houston, which is like a food hall. It's fairly new. Um, it gives you like a public market vibe, but it's like way cuter. Um, and you can tell, I think we were talking about they were saying that they plan to 
um, expanded into like a mall, it's like downtown. Um, but it was dope. We had like this African food. Um, it was like curry. Well, I okay. had a curry one. I don't know what he had. It wasn't that good. But <laughs> he was like, Tamish, I got that one. I'm like, taste <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't really do too, like, food that's too spicy, I can't do. So his was, like, he had a little tang to it. And I'm like, he was looking like, yeah, it's not really. I'm like, you, I go up there and tell me you don't like it. I'm like, you know. He was like, girl, you did not say that again. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, no, yeah, we were just That's like funny. walking around, and it's a, it was it was cold on Friday. Like if you saw my Instagram story, I had on like a coat. And this is my thing for you, Houston people and Southern people. I think it's very well known. They will tell you these motherfuckers do not know what to do when it's cold, and I can't blame them. But at some point, you have to have an understanding. Okay, do not come out the house with a sweater or a crew neck with like a blue jean jacket or another sweater on top of it. That's not. It was thirty. It's like thirty eight degrees. What are you doing? I had on my hoodie, and it was a coat, but it wasn't thick. Because we know how to do this, right? When we have this time. Exactly. So I'm like, it just, I think I see somebody on Facebook. It was like, you could tell people from the South or Houston or whatever. He said, they don't know how to dress when it's cold. People come out to the house with mismatched pajamas and a hoodie. <laughs> like when we had that cold, that freeze, la- which was crazy was this time last year. I went to Walmart. And remember I told you that was the first time I waited in line, period. Throughout COVID, I've never waited in line to get nowhere. Right. That was the only time. So, but it was because they was letting a couple people in. I'm like, bro, if you don't let us in this damn store. Um, That's funny. But anyway, I seen people coming through the parking lot, sliding <laughs> on ice with just Uggs on. And just like somebody said, mismatched pajamas <laughs> with blue jean jackets <laughs> with a hoodie. And I'm like, it is cold. Like, what are, what are y'all doing? But like I said, I can't blame them. But it's just Ow. so funny because they really be like, we, I'm good. I'm like, we're gonna have a moment where you stand outside and we showed it because they got like a sky deck up top and this nigga shaking. I'm like, what I tell you, you need a coat. What the fuck is this? Like, but yeah, it's a um <laughs> it's a beautiful environment though. Like, um, I want to go back and we probably just gonna try like different restaurants. So they got like different nationalities. Like I seen like Filipino food, it's like a lot of different stuff. So we had tried this smoothie place, it's black on, I think it's called Thrive. Um, it was good, and I got this beautiful okay. piece of red velvet cake, it was amazing. Um, I forget that I gotta look at my phone. It's like a black on black owned like pastry shop or something. So yeah, if you're in Houston, check it out. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have. Um, and the aesthetics are great too. Just a staircase that goes up and up and up, and you walk in like hey, but then you get to where you're trying to go, like, hold on now. <laughs> what I <laughs> but um, yeah, you can tell that they're adding on to it. So I'm excited to see what they do. Other than that, yeah, I just been like I said, chilling and um watching basketball and yeah just preparing some some episodes i'm ready to wrap up some of these other projects i got going on and kind of starting to put some other stuff out and just it's just fun working with different people too like as you get to know some of these people and you get to meet some of their friends that they're having on as guests and stuff is i was just telling somebody that i was uh that i produced like every time we finish they be like so how do we do i'm like y'all know i'll just be listening like oh Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I just be learning. So it's it's always fun. And you know, somebody told me it warmed my heart. He was like, you know, I enjoy working with you. And I'm like, okay, because we was having a couple technical Aww. difficulties. I'm like, oh, this is getting out of hand now. But um, <laughs> we they say we see each other. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. So definitely, um, definitely enjoying that. But yeah, man. Um Looking forward to this upcoming week. And it's going to be some good games on. I know the Bucks are playing the Suns on Thursday um, on TNT. And they're playing the Lakers on Tuesday on TNT, too. So, um, 
that, I mean, the Lakers not really doing too hot, but you know, high profile game, high profile city. Yeah. Um, they're going to be in LA. So it should be, should be fun. So that's it. All right, guys. I would um, love to give a shout out to, first of all, everybody that listened Ooh. last week. Thank you guys so much, especially for the feedback for unnecessary yeah. things. <laughs> Stuff that people pick up on. I'd be cracking up. I'm like, I said it that many, I said it that many times. Like, I'm like, yeah, like 20 people counted. I'm like, that's hilarious. But um, no, top 10 listening cities of this past week. Um, number one, if you're going to load for me, thank you. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, two, Ames, Iowa, three, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, four, Cypress, Texas, five, Conyers, Georgia, six, Chicago, Illinois, seven, who is there? Whitewater, Wisconsin. Shout out to the college kids. Eight, Council Bluffs, Iowa, nine, Tallahassee, Florida. She made us drinks to drink. We drunk, got drunk. All right. And, um, 10, Taylor, Michigan. Shout out to T-Pain. Um, and our illustri- illustrious Houston, Texas, you are number 12. What the fuck are you doing? But other than that, um, yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Pastor Jay, did you have anything that you'd like to um, talk to the to the clan about? The clan. All right. Sure. Absolutely. Pass the mic on. Uh, all right. All right, people. So let's talk about these church announcements. So as always, make sure you go to the website, ybopod.com. That's Y-B-O-P-O-D, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar, D as in David.com. And make sure you go and uh, just check out everything that we got on the website. Uh, we have some amazing things, some old content on there as well, too. Some great interviews. And that is my time. Thank you all so much for listening. Depending on how you do listen to our podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Speaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, literally anywhere you can find a podcast. And of course, make sure you guys tell a friend and tell a friend because that is how we as a podcast and a community continue to grow. We'll go on. All right, guys. This week, we are going to be um, heavy in the true crime this week. Um, in a way, yes. Um, I just wanted to start this episode um, to give my condolences to um, Taylor Young's mother, his family, and his friends. Everybody that loved him, of course. Um, you asked who Taylor Young is. Taylor Young is and was a young black male. He was 25 years old um, from Houston, the Houston area, and he mysteriously, I guess, disappeared in a way. And I don't know if you remember, if y'all remember, I shared it on Facebook. I think it was back in December, mm-hmm. and his mother was the first one obviously to be like if you see my son he was driving this kind of car this is what he was last wearing he was on his lunch break just giving details that anybody else would give right um so i did share because i remember seeing people sharing it and you know obviously as time goes on you don't think about it well it popped up last week uh or i think a little bit after we recorded or around that time um our episode he uh, was found in his trunk his own car his own trunk um in dallas texas um and for me it was like and not that it's a difference, but like when you end up somewhere four hours away from where you was, how the fuck did you get there in your own car and it wasn't stopped by the police? It wasn't picked up. Right. I had a lot of questions. So immediately I am, you know, completely interested, obviously, because it happened at this time about a month ago. And I'm like, hold on. This is just strange to me. So if you look at any articles popping out, People Magazine, ABC Houston, it's kind of starting to gain, um, gain, gain some traction. Um, you just see that he was found in his trunk. There's no additional details. There's no additional information. Um, so it looks like they're probably investigating. And um, I must add that they said his body was actually badly decomposed um, at that point. 
Um, but what people don't, wow. what it don't seem like they know is that his, um, uh, I guess his mother and a lot of people, his one of his best friends are kind of highly suspecting of his girlfriend. Um, so that's why I said a lot of people don't really know. So I kind of joined, I kind of I did join like, you know, some Facebook groups and it was groups that his mom and I think the girlfriend and her people opened up, you know, just in case people had information. So um, just off the top of my head, this is kind of how it pretty much goes from what I read and what I'm hearing. So um, Taylor, uh, I guess from details, from what we're learning, he moved in. Uh, well, first of all, he the girlfriend says um, or the people say that he met the girl maybe nine months to a year ago on Twitter, uh, which mm. is fine. Everybody does a social media thing, whatever. Um, and then they, right. at that time in early December, um, I guess you want to go back to November, they recently uh, moved in together probably 30 days before that. Um, so what was interesting is, I guess after he kind of went missing, um, the girl, I think her name is Amber, the girlfriend's mom went on like this true crime, like, YouTube channel. I guess he's very popular. He does a bunch of different stories. So I guess she called in and I just didn't, uh-huh. I guess I understood it, but I didn't understand it. Um, so it was fairly long, but I guess she was basically giving her daughter's recollection of what happened. And um, I don't really know how to describe it, but I'll come back to that point. So um, one of the things she kind of said was the last time, I guess her daughter or whatever seen him. Um, I guess he just, sure. The last thing she got from them was like a, basically saying that they were happy and that, you know, they were putting up the Christmas t- tree. Uh, mind you, this is again, the beginning of December. So they were sending pictures of the dog dressed up and the, the tree been put up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, then I guess his mother, which is like, you know, we're grown at this point, you talk to your mom, but you don't probably talk to her every second of the day. So his mom was like, you know, I think she was kind of saying like, I didn't really know the girl like that. They were nine months in, like, you know, it seemed like she, which is fine to me to be one of them parents. Like I'm gonna let my son do his thing. We close. That's her only son, by the way, our only child. Um, But they were close, but like, you know, it was one of them things where like, you know, he hit me up and I talked to him, whatever, parental shit. Right. So um, the girl says that, I guess he wasn't, uh, it, it seemed to be that he was supposed to be working from home. He worked at Valero, Valerico or something like that. Um, kind of in a gallery area. I think they live, I think they said maybe five minutes away. Um, and it looked as if, and it, as I say this story, you go get where I'm going at this, right? So the girlfriend says he wasn't answering the messages, blah, blah, whatever. I guess he called the mother. It was either the mother or the girlfriend that did the find my thing for his phone. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like his phone was somewhere in the area by this capital bank, right? So where he worked, um, and where their, I guess where their apartment was, it was near a capital one bank, but his car was at a different one, maybe 20 minutes away. So of course his mother's like, why would he go across here when it's closer to here? So at the capital one bank, they pull up, I think it was from, it, I keep hearing different things. I'm just giving y'all what I'm hearing and y'all can do your own research based upon that. So whatever. So I'm hearing that it was his mother and a girlfriend, but then they were saying that it was the girlfriend and some of her friends were like, let me go track the phone and see where it's at. So they go by the Capital One. You know, when you look up Find My, it doesn't tell you what exactly where it is, but it tells you the area, right? Exactly. So they mm-hmm. pull up to the spot. They're looking. So they say the girlfriend and her friends point to the bushes and magically find his phone in the bushes. So Stop. mind you, yes, mind you, when the story first popped, I thought they found his car and his phone. They just couldn't find him. That's why I was completely thrown as to how his his car got to Dallas, Texas, which is about four hours away from Houston. And nobody pulled it over. There were no police. Op- like what if you a Milwaukee, you, 
driving to Dallas from or to to Houston and vice versa is like driving to Milwaukee from to Champaign, Illinois. Like it, that's just what it is. So between there and Champaign, ain't nobody pulled this car over where the, the plate should have been flagged. Like it's just mighty mysterious to me. So um, that's the first flag there for me. So I guess the mother said, I guess when the girl was calling and saying like, you know, she hasn't heard from them and some of the stuff, I guess she was saying that made the mother go like, oh yeah, something is off here. So I think they were saying like, I think the friend made a post on Facebook saying that they were looking for somebody to try to like hack his stuff because they wanted to see like, you know, if there was money missing from his bank account, like they even went as far as I think trying to get into his Robin Hood account, like his investments, like it was strange. What? So then they were that, saying yeah, that like, sounds very, very weird. Yeah. And then they were saying, saying like they could, I guess the, some of the bills were bouncing. So they wanted to see if like there was money missing from his account. And I guess at this point, um, as the, as we're recording, Capital One hasn't released any footage from the bank um, as far as him at the ATM. But they also did say that when he pulled up to the ATM, I guess it was like, footage from like Kroger and everything in the area, there was no um there was no indication that he actually even rolled down the damn window at the ATM. So it's like, what? So all you do is see his car pull off and that's just the last thing you heard from it. Um what else am I missing here that's merely important? Um yeah, so at this point the mom uh was like then th- that's when you hear the girlfriend's mom goes on this pot this YouTube podcast channel um, just kind of giving her recollection and, you know, obviously saying he was a good kid in which he obviously tend to be. I think they say he finished college at Sam Houston State University, you know, and I think his friend, one of his best friends since I think he said like the sixth grade said that the night before he texted him and was just kind of like, you know, she's like, I don't want to say he was saying she was crazy, but some term he was just using saying like she was, mm. she was a little bit off the record. So then the best friend also said like, obviously, you know, you know, your mama, your mama going to believe what you say. So I guess he's saying he was saying that she was lying to her mom and he was like, you didn't tell your mom about when you kicked his dog or when you cracked his windshield or something like that. So stuff that we don't really know. So now, which I didn't, what I would, to me, what I found pretty disturbing, like in these groups, like his mom created a group and I guess the girl's like friends, but friend, but then she said that she was the girlfriend's friend, but she was also Taylor's friend. She was kind of straddling the fence as to what people were saying in the group in which I, you want to play both sides, but the way they were disrespecting his mother was like crazy to me. Like I'm never going to argue with a woman that lost her son. And then I guess the mom was like, take this group down because obviously there's too much going on and y'all saying different things. And then she's one of the chicks was like, well, her brother wrote me or commented on a post and told me, don't take it down. And I'm like, take this, just club archive. Uh, like, it was just, yes. It, it was crazy to me. And I'm like, this is too much. So, um, and then I guess now, because obviously this group has been created. So there's so much information between December 9th and now I'm like, I can't go back. So I was just kind of like on TikTok and just on different things, seeing what people were saying. So it was just strange. So to kind of make a long story short to me, I personally feel like just from what I read and what I think I know, cause they haven't said too much about, you know, um, how he passed away. Um, I personally feel like something may have happened to him. Um, I don't know if it was with the girlfriend, if they got into it and somebody that she knows, really cleaned it up well or if something else happened i'm not gonna put it on her but it sounds mighty suspicious but my thing is i personally feel like um somebody else was driving his car they were trying to create like a divergence to make it seem like he was missing or something like that or he was like having a regular ass day before he went missing so whatever happened that night before because i think the mom did say his mom also said that he did send a picture of the dog dressed up in like christmas outfits or whatever that's the last she heard of him, but he hasn't heard from, she, nobody heard from, from him that day, but the girl, which was interesting to me. 
So um, I think somebody was driving his car because why would you go to the ATM and not roll down your window? That don't make sense to me. And then they said that they tracked him at like a tire place. And then the mom was saying something like he, he had a nail in his tire. How do you know he had a nail in his tire if nobody talked to him? And how did he drive all the way to Dallas? It, like it's just some of the information. And then they were just basically pinging where he was at the time. And then y'all trying to get into his bank accounts to see if money was missing because like the, some of the bills were. I don't it was just strange to me. So I guess we're at this crossroad where we're trying to figure out how do you get from Houston to Dallas um, in your, your own car? in the trunk. And they said that it was like the car was probably dropped up at like some major strip mall or mall area to me, knowing that it would get towed. And then the tow company came and got it. And from people were arguing or debating about tow companies typically go through your car, go through your shit. How do you not go through the trunk and, you know, smell them at first. So then they take it to the right. tow lot and maybe like nine days or something later, that's when they smelled something. And the police came, popped the trunk and seen him in his oh, own trunk, badly decomposed. Ooh. So that's where we are now. For me, you know, it kind of alarmed me at first because it felt like one of them situations where we see so much danger in any city in America, people getting killed, kidnapped, whatever. So I'm thinking, which it still can be, it can be that situation. But because of some information, like I said, that you don't see in these regular articles, it makes me be like, damn, like you really got to kind of watch who you be around. So I, obviously they're still investigating. Yeah. Um, we don't really know too much, like I said, about how he passed away. Um, I know, was it Dallas County or whatever the county is up there, they're further investigating. But for me, for that car to get up there somehow, you know, it could be rumors, but people was in a group saying like she has people in Dallas that she knows, she being the girlfriend, but they did say somebody in her family mm. owns like a tow trucking company. So I also feel like they probably put that bitch on a flatbed and nobody knew. And that's how they got that car up there and dropped it off. So I'm pretty sure they probably mm. running these cameras back at the mall or wherever it was. And I just feel like I know a couple people who got that car toe and them motherfuckers go through all your shit and be stealing your shit too so it's amazing to me that they didn't go through his car and nobody knew that like think about it he this they said the car was told like january 10th or something like that this information didn't come out till like last week so literally he could have right. been sitting there for a couple weeks in the trunk so somebody knew something so this is like a huge cover-up and i hope the mom figures it out yeah. like i said her only son her only i think her her siblings were close to him too Sick. her sister so 25 years old, man, he, you know, he had like a career as like an accountant or something like that. And I'm gonna send y'all a link because I didn't listen to the whole thing, but just kind of hearing like what the, um, the girl's mom was saying on this podcast. And then she was telling the dude too, like, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I, I always, and I'm like, what the, we're not here to talk about this shit right now, ma'am. You here to talk about how you a fan of his podcast. And then some of her information was misconstrued because she was on there saying that they dated each other for a year and a half. And people said it was nine months. Not too close, but not too far, but still. And then some of the information were just like, you can tell she was tripping herself up. Like when she said that he had a nail in his tire. I'm like, how do y'all know he had a nail in his tire when don't nobody know what he was doing? So I'm like, somebody was driving his motherfucking car to make it seem like he had a regular ass day and he just went missing. I think something happened that night and then they tried to cover it up. So I don't know. We're still waiting. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting information to share. Because like I said, if you just Google him right now, this article, you're just going to hear the basics. He went missing, was found in the trunk, but... All this information is fat, it, like, in a, in a, not in a great way, obviously, but it's fascinating to me. Like how to literally how the fuck do you get from Houston to Dallas and nobody pulled your car over, bro? And you just randomly found in a strip mall on Mockingbird Lane in Dallas. Like what? And it, and it was people on like comment on the post. Like I live in Dallas and I didn't even hear about this. Like it's crazy. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, the first part of my true crime. Any, any thoughts there, guys? 
Yeah. Um, I remember you sharing this and I remember seeing um stuff about him too. It's getting like really sickening to the point like I every time um there's a young black person missing, my stomach just goes insane because the last couple of people who have gone missing and have been found, it's just been sickening how they have been found. Um, his mom deserves answers and she deserves justice. I hope the girlfriend had nothing to do with it, but if she did, that's my whole thing about this shit. Like I just, it just, it just makes me really sad to hear that people can do stuff like this to people and try to cover it up or act like it never happened. Um, but it's always just sad hearing that someone has gone missing and and like you said, he was just living his regular life, doing regular things, and now it's a parent without a child. All these people that he that knew him and loved him. It reminds me of, and I feel bad. I can't remember his name. the The guy from Chicago was it Jelani Day? Uh, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it made me oh, yeah, the one that was found that. in Southern Illinois, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that shit's heartbreaking. It's really, truly heartbreaking. But I really do hope that something turns up in an investigation. Yeah. Um, What was I just going to say that was interesting? It was another guy that was found in his trunk as well in Southwest Houston back in July last year. So people were saying that they, they felt like people were purposely making fake pages like on Twitter and all these, you know, any social media just to kind of point it towards that. And I think I seen a TikTok. It wasn't because I don't know much about the other guy, but mm-hmm. the mom was trying to like, you could tell she was trying to compare it to that. And I feel like not just like you said, not to say that they did it. But my thing is, why would you voluntarily come out with this random ass information that nobody asked you for? And you putting together shit and trying to get into his accounts and see like, that's not your job. Like, right. why would that be your first thought? And then like they were saying, um, the mom was saying like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Cause I guess the, that's what my point was. The guy last year, people people were saying some of the stuff I read. I don't know. They were saying like he was flashy, and that's probably why whatever happened, and then he was found in his trunk. So they were trying to say that about Taylor, and then people was like he wasn't even like that. So I guess the mom was kind of his mom was kind of annoyed because it was like she was trying to the girl's mom was trying to allude to certain things. Like she went from oh he's a nice guy, mm-hmm. but trying to say certain things to probably throw it off a little bit. Um, and then the mom said she was harassing her too. She was saying she was like DMing her on Facebook and. I'm like, really? Like showing screenshots saying, how's the tummy tuck or whatever? And she, the mom, and I felt so bad because she was actually over there explaining. Wow. She's like, I did I did get a tummy tuck in 2019, but I, I, I have the money for it, whatever. And she was like, the only reason why she knows is because I was at Taylor's house uh, recovering. And obviously Amber was over there and I'm pretty sure she told her mama and she was showing screenshots. I'm like, because first of all, is this real? It's just it's just too much for people what to did, be harassing that lady like that. Yeah. People's like, mama, yeah. you didn't have I'm to like, explain that. her like, having a tummy tuck? What does that have to do with anything anyway? Yeah. I'm, and that, like, that was look, the it just makes you look suspicious. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, why would you, my thing is you're going to volunteer anything to help. And I, maybe you feel like this is helping, but I feel like the information you're sharing is trying to, you trying to, you know, yeah. weed yourself out, but you're not consciously thinking that this is not really good. Like, how do you find his phone randomly yeah. in the bushes? When find my like when we went to the address, it just showed me my phone was there. It didn't tell me where it was in the address. Mm-hmm. I know where yeah, I left yeah. it. Nope. So how do we go nope. to this area? You point to the bushes, and then they said the side that the phone and the bushes was on. There's no cameras. The only bushes is like you know by the teller, you know, lastly by the teller window and at the ATM. 
Mm-hmm. So it was like, how do you magically go here and point? It's over there. Like, huh? <laughs> so I'm like, this was whoever helped them if they did it, whatever. It's a huge setup. And my last thing that the mom also, his the girl's mom seemed to try to allude, like, oh, maybe he was kidnapped and was driven around and try to try to take money. I'm like, see, <laughs> that that right there to me is like telling on telling on yourself because mm-hmm. it, because I feel like as a concerned mother-in-law, quote unquote, I'm just going to give her that title because her mm-hmm. daughter was dating him. But as a concerned parent of the person that you're, that you should yeah. be absolutely heartbroken and sad. There should be no information to give. It should be, if you yeah. guys know anything, contact us. Say. This is how you can contact his mom. It really shouldn't even be no other extra bullshit and yeah i don't know it, it it don't sit right with me and i know i can't really sit up here and blame nobody but that's why i said if if they had anything to do with it i really hope that his mom gets some answers out of this it's my favorite line yeah. and everything if y'all know me by now somebody lying somebody Somebody's lying. definitely lying somebody lying that's, that's yeah. somebody lying and they need to come clean Give this give this young man some some uh some 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 peace. Um, give this uh family members some peace. It's just ridiculous, and I'm just I'm sick of people just this ruining people's lives and killing folk, and yes. then don't have no remorse about it. None. And then just going around and, and making up stories and harassing people, and it, it's like that just. Ain't nobody got souls no more, man. What's going on, fam? It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be one of those like young Dolph things in a way where we didn't hear nothing because they're investigating and it's gonna pop up with information. So hopefully they're they're digging yeah. into it. But I just feel like when people get to talking and nobody asks you for like additional details, some something is off. Like I, I get mm-hmm. saying, okay, what he didn't come home last night. This is the last I heard of him. But like trying to give a timeline of shit and then like your mama doing an interview. She created a like, too, right? Yeah, well, the I think some random people probably created one, but the mom did. But I think there was one the mom created, and then because you know I just googled like not googled Facebook it or whatever searched. So it seems like the mom uh, made one, but then like I guess the girl that was kind of playing both sides, like well, how do you know? Like people would post what they thought, you know, just conversation. And then I guess because I wasn't in there, but from what I read, the girl was coming in there like trying to say, well, maybe not, maybe this and that, because she was friends with Taylor and the girlfriend. So the mom, I guess, kicked her out the group and she made another one or it was another one and she joined it and people was like, why did you get it? But it was really people on her side that was fascinating to me. Like, well, you know, Miss Tiffany, that's, that's his mom's name. This, that, like really talking to her like she was just some random chick that didn't just lose her. It was just crazy. Even if like you felt that way, it just no reason for you to be going. It was just. It you don't need to much. say that right now. That's so, that's so heartless. That's so heartless. Like they were literally going, I'm reading like, are they really going back from this lady that lost her son? And just because y'all was his friend, this is this, this her only child. Like this is his mama. Like y'all wild, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. But that's why. So let's say social media. So, um, mm-hmm. and it's not really social oh, media right itself, now. but it's just the platform. The people are are able to do what they want to do, and and then they get angry about getting kicked out of a group. Yes, if you're talking smack about my son, my my deceased son that we still are, don't even know how he got deceased. He's 25 years old. Yeah, no, you got to get out of the group. Get out the group. So yeah, people need people need to go to therapy. People need help honestly honestly yeah. fucking that that part people need yeah. help they do so hopefully like y'all alluded to they figure out what happened but um 
in a weird way, I said it was just fascinating to me. And I think that was a trigger, obviously, him being missing and I live in Houston. And then just knowing that a month later he's in Dallas in his trunk. I was like, yeah, something, something ain't right. Because I was just scared at first. Like, okay, something going on in this city. But like I said, these headlines and these articles, they don't know too much until like the one the young woman uh, we talked about last week, Lauren, it was a lot of people mm -hmm. who hit me. It was like, I didn't even hear nothing about that case. So it was like, you hear the basics of it, but as time goes on, you start to hear more. In this case, obviously people would probably hit us like, I didn't know. I just thought he went missing and somebody did something to him, which it still is true. But when you don't know the backstory to it, it's like, yeah, this shit's strange. So um, yeah. Yeah, stay sure. safe, everybody. So you know, um, if anybody has crazier. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, you brought up Lauren again. So there was another woman that died the same day as Lauren. The older woman? She, yeah, she was out with some guy. Um, and next thing you know, her family's looking for her. And he tells the police that she just died. She died in her sleep or something like that. But I'm like, isn't that something that you would want to notify her family of? Why would you just go about your regularly scheduled life yeah, yeah the, the shit is just weird and not it sucks and like Nasty you said these, these nothing is being found out because the shit is being covered up so damn good unfortunately um yeah whew. and they even said the lauren situation that the, the landlord left a fucking note on her apartment door saying if you need to figure out what happened at Lauren or contact or call this number. Like the fuck, like y'all didn't even have a decency to call or say, this is a missing person. Like what? Like I'm trying to find my Honestly. daughter. And they said, even the detective damn near told the mama, like, stop calling me like damn near. I'm like, nigga, what? Like they do. First of all, in general, they just don't care about black women to be honest with you. But just in that area, Connecticut, the new England, for, it's just disgusting up there and in general so it's like you got two women and i hope you know now they opening up a case with the county and all this shit and i hope they eat them their asses alive and like obviously it may not matter Damn. to people but in this case you can't get her back get all the fucking money you can because that's just disgusting like a note yep. on the door and it's like oh yeah if you need huh so y'all ain't gonna have a decency to call me that's your fucking job tell them stop calling me fuck you talking to like see it's just too much just like I don't, obviously it's not victim blaming but you just gotta watch your surroundings because in general you never know you can only just live your life and i just pray that people just stop being fucking sickos at this point because if i'm sorry but if that yeah. was a motherfucking Honestly. white woman there's no way that she he would have got off saying oh it just seemed like a situation where they both was doing drugs and she just overdosed no, exactly hell no, hell no. there's no exactly. way that nigga would have walked away and no way the, the fact that people are like you know people are saying it's it's heartbreaking that you know women have to say can we care about this woman like we did gabby petite petite toe yep that like everywhere we we shouldn't have to beg uh, beg mm -hmm. for police to fucking care about us you became a cop this is your fucking job do what do what the hell you're supposed to do Stop but we'll <sighs> chow and you know what's crazy my last point on this i remember months ago i was listening to um higher learning van lathan's podcast and he had like a native american woman i think she was from like the nevada or wyoming area and she was kind of explaining how obviously you know black women and that's that's our plight right black women they don't care about us but the native american population that deals with missing women and people police and people just not caring it's crazy because it's like i said knowing your environment is obviously great but when you think outside the box and think about how these other people you know 
are still dealing with the shit. It's crazy. And I'm sitting there like, wow, like, you know, you focus so much on yourself and your general population. This is another community that's going through it. And she, I think she was working on creating something to, you know, put more information out there about how to find missing Native American women and how to get these departments to care in which they just don't. So yeah, man, representation matters too, I guess, but it's just sickening how it's always some bullshit. Um, like I said, with Taylor Young, though, anything you may know, even Lauren or the other young woman, I don't remember her name. Um, any information that you have, you know, call the local police department and fill people in, man. Like, if you know some, say some. Don't just come with stories half-assing it or just digging yourself to me a hole. Not really helping. That's just fucked up. But I would just say, too, it's weirdly fascinating, but definitely check out just information about the Taylor Young thing because it just it's so strange how people are. And, and to me, it, it kind of gives you a background just to how people think when they get in these situations, whatever the situation is, but it just kind of makes you wonder, like, how did we get here? So prayers to his mom. I want to shift gears to our next true crime point here. Um, in a way I watched the documentary, um, about Bill Cosby. Now I know you're thinking, Mm. um, how many more do we (gasps) need? And I actually thought that, um, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, what, what is, what is going on here? So the documentary is called, we need to talk about Bill Cosby. Um, and it's by, um, (laughs) yeah, it's by podcast. We need to talk about Bill it's by uh directed by Kamal Bell. Um and first oh, when yes. I seen it when I heard about it, I was like, okay. And then when I actually pulled it up, it's four parts that are about an hour piece. I'm like, okay, come on, what more do we need to know? That's what I'm like. I'm like, what so many dogs, hurt so many women. Like, what is this? I'm like, okay, I'm working. Sometimes it's better for me to like watch something versus listening to a podcast because like I can get kind of distracted. But as I'm working, I'm like, really? So I'm just, you know, typing away. So um to me, this one, I think you guys, well, they say it's a must-see to me. Okay. Um, and I'm going to okay. tell you why. So we know the situation with Bill Cosby, what women were saying, how people questioned what they were saying, why now, all these different things, right? Um, mm-hmm. The doc actually features a bunch of different people. I've seen Jamel Hill. Um, was, was, I listened to this podcast after I watched it, and they, she said something that made sense. All the all the documentary sweethearts that you know, like, you know, Roland Martin, <laughs> you know, all the, all the people you see in them documentaries, right? Um, tons of people, tons of actors, um, Martin from, um, Cosby show, like I've seen them before. And I, I guess the way that some of the things were positioned in the past before it made you kind of teeter on what you think, or it made you just not care. Right. This one to me made me feel like, I see what you're saying now. And I'm giving an example. Mm. Uh, well, let me just say this. The documentary obviously starts from his beginning periods. And first you're like, okay, we know this. But it, I think it gives mm. like insight on how he got to certain places and how he used his power. And there were examples for each piece that made you go, hmm. Now back to what I was going to say. We fast forward to the Cosby age, uh, the Cosby show age, where um, I don't know if you remember the episode where I don't remember the details behind it, but I just, I do remember when he was in the basement and a woman, and that was his office. Right. And his client came in and she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you just remember that visual. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. um, from what I remember from the doc, I think she said she was on set or whatever. And I think he, I don't know if he was trying to get her to come back somewhere with him or he was just kind of touching her, you know, in, a, in an appropriate way. And she just kind of like broke on, but she kind of like stood up for herself in a way. So she like, at this point, you know, I think I'm fired. I'm thinking this, I'm done. So she was like, you know, he kind of was just, you know, giving me that, you know. So she was like, went home, woke up the next day, you know, the the, the car came and got me. So I'm like, okay, shit, guess I'm not fired then. Um, so I think she said right. the, the next day she went to work, um, she bought her at the time boyfriend with her. So she's on set. 
So this is what, to me, was fascinating to me seeing it, right? I, I have, I think I said it with uh, MLK, him giving that last speech and seeing how his eyes are floundering and seeing these people that were there talk about it as it goes. That's the stuff that gets me. That's kind of how it was. Um, so as she's describing her thoughts, it's playing on the scene. Like the actual, and I'm like, damn, like it's, mm. it was weird. So she was saying like, which made sense. She said, I literally had three lines, right? And I forgot what the lines were. It was like, she was supposed to say something, something. And the last word was like extended, like moo. I'm just going to use moo because it was like something like that, like moo. So she was like, it was so intense in there that because of what happened the night before, he was really trying to mm. control me. And she's like, he's sitting behind the desk. And as she's talking to her, playing the scene, I'm like, I could see the shit in his eyes. It was strange. So she was like, as I'm sitting there, I'm saying the line, just how we've been talking about saying it. And she said, he kept cutting me off. Like, no, say it like this. And she said, we literally did those three lines about 50 times. I could be exaggerating, but it was a lot. And she said to the point where the people on set was looking like, okay. And she said, he was like, that's not how you say it. Like, say it again. And she was just like, Three lines were, I guess, the way she extended it, he didn't like it. So it was like, moo. No, say it like this. And she's looking like, how the fuck else am I supposed to say moo? Like, and I and just when you see them play it as she's saying it, I'm like, his eyes did look a little off. So I was like, yikes. And then mm. the dude, Martin, that played um Sandra's husband, I believe, on the show. Or is it Denise? Yeah. Sandra, whatever. Um, no, Elvin was Sandra's husband, it was Denise's husband. So um Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Lord, yeah. yeah. Because Elvin is on <laughs> Power Book. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Right. The, the I'm like, come on, Elvin. You know, got him a job. Right. right. But um, so Martin, I remember him saying something about. That bad. <laughs> I remember Martin saying something about what happened before. But it seemed like one of them things where he could have been like, I don't know. When he said it, it was sound like to me, like he was trying to jump on the bandwagon just because I didn't hear much of him before. But on this doc, I found it fascinating because he even said like when these women came out, he was like, I thought it was some bullshit. Basically, that's what he said. I'm like, oh, from the, the other perspectives that I saw these docs or things, it seemed like you were just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. But he was like, you know, these women, uh, I questioned at first, but he was like, I ran into somebody that did the, sh I think did the show in the past before or something like that. And he was like, um, they were just like, yeah, you know, can I talk to you about something or whatever, whatever. And he was like, sure. So I guess they told she, the woman told whatever happened. And she's like, he was like, basically that's when I felt like, oh yeah, like this could be real. Like, why would they lie or whatever? And it was some of the women, you know, they show pictures of them when they were younger and, you know, people had to. I think Damon Wayans had the question, like, anybody want to fuck y'all? Like, based on how they look now. And I'm like, that was probably pretty. Like, that was some of the argument. But it was one woman, and I'm going to get to this one next. I can't remember if it was this doc or if it was the, the secrets of the Playboy doc, right? Because they both played in together to me because I watched them back to back. Um, So one woman came on there, and she was saying, like, uh, it was either word, but she was saying she, because um, obviously all these different entertainers, you know, spent time at the Playboy Mansion and Bill Cosby was one, especially back in that time. And uh, she was saying, I think she was saying like she, basically I think she was going through something. I think she lost her son or something like that. He fell in the pool, something wild like that, right? So she was going through a lot. So I can't remember if she said um, she met him at the Playboy, wherever she met him, she basically ended up going back to some hotel or whatever, whatever with him apartment. And she was saying how he basically... Um, and it, it is, and it's not weird, but it's weird hearing like older people talk about it. It's just, you get what I'm saying. So I'm gonna say it. So she was like, you know, <laughs> she's like, he, she's like, you know, he threw me on the bed or whatever. He bent me over doggy style. Um, he put his, basically put his dick in his, her mouth and, you know, 
And then she said, I'm kind of high, basically, because whatever he probably gave her with the Quaaludes type shit. And she said, now, like, looking back, she's like, I just remember, like, you know, I was mentally there, but I wasn't there. And she was like, he was like, she's like, how like, how are we going to get out of here? Like, how do I leave? She said, like, he was literally putting his clothes on, putting his pants on. He pointed, was like, call a cab and walked out the door. I was like, God damn. Like, and, and remember I told y'all that other documentary I watched years ago with the daughter, with the people was just giving a woman money for years and years and years and years. Like there's some truth to this. Like, yeah. and then remember he tried to set up yeah. the daughter, but yeah. when the lady was just like, he bit me over doggy style and then he turned me over and then I forgot how she said it. What? But she basically said he put his dick in my mouth and wow. literally she was just like, he was just putting on his pants. She's like, how, we, how am I going to get home? And nigga pointed to the phone and said, call the cab and walked out the door. <laughs> like, Bill. Um, but yeah, it was just stuff like that. But it was other perspectives where like, I don't know if y'all remember um, Last Dance. And remember they kept giving Jordan an iPad and they were showing him what people were saying. It was kind of like that. They were showing old clips of him. on. It was not say that because they were showing old clips of him on stage and people were kind of looking at, you know, him talk about certain things. And I don't know if y'all paid attention. Like people probably like, girl, you probably wasn't paying attention to what the fuck you're talking about. But that Spanish fly shit is disgusting. Like I didn't pay attention to it before, but I don't know. Y'all probably heard Spanish flag, but I don't know if y'all know what it is because I never paid thorough attention mm-hmm. to it. But like I played, I paid attention this time and just some of the shit he was talking about in this shit. It's sick. And Spanish fly is him basically giving a joke and a skit about how he like would see women. I think I seen a piece of it and they were talking about how he, how he did it. in I think his comedy album in like 1968, but it was so wild that he still did it in like 1990 on like Larry King and then explaining it and how wild times were back then. And he basically was like, I think one of the things he was like, you know, Spanish flies, like when you you go into a club and you see a group of women in the corner, you're like, damn, man, if I could just, you know, I, I just put a quaalude and get all of them. Like, what? Huh? What? I just put something in they drink. You know, you can you can get them to do what I'm like, huh? Wild. <laughs> what? Wow. And like I said, people probably obviously paid attention. I didn't. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so that's when I yeah, got into the Larry King. Yeah, and they got into 1990 where he said it again at, at you know, 60-something old as hell. I'm like, uh-uh, that's disgusting. So it's just one of them things where you see him, you know, do Jet Magazine and Essence and you see stuff like that with his family and it looks great. But it's just like, moral of it is like, you don't know who these people really are, so don't act like it. But then it's obviously like, you know, people, right. people obviously on the set of the Cosby show knew what was going on, how he was. Because like, the if the woman dealt with that and she said it was so intense on set, people was looking like... <laughs> she like move say it like this like and then i'm just telling you, you have y'all watched this felicia was uh complicit i don't know because i feel like some of them things are maybe where she she probably wasn't around that part of the set maybe because like i said remember i told you i watched a clip of whatever documentary i watched in a way he threw that reporter on a bit i didn't like it because i remember you asked me like is it because you know what you know now maybe but just when i seen it I just didn't like it. Like it just didn't look, mm-mm. it looked too friendly for him. Mm. Um, but um, I'm going to move forward to the secrets of the playboy doc, which kind of, like I was saying before falls in line with this, because I couldn't remember if the lady, the example I gave was from this or that, because they talked about men like Bill Cosby, Red Fox, you know, some other high power white men and people that will come to the playboy mansion. But long story short, this documentary and it's four parts, I think, or it may be more than four, but the fourth part comes on Monday, uh, tomorrow when this airs. Um, and I watched the first three. Um, so the first one kind of goes into, I think I watched it backwards too. I'm like, why is this different? <laughs> What's going on? But the first one kind of talks oh. about obviously the playboy and how it started. And cause I didn't even know it started in Chicago. Then he moved out to LA. 
Um, and it was just really, these women were describing it as like a cult, basically. Like, uh, and it was white women, black women. And they were just kind of saying too, like, you know, um, he, it was one of them things where he had like a rule book and, um, you know, the idea was like, or the thing was like, women couldn't be touched, which it sounds good at first. I'm like, okay. Like women can't be touched. You can't go home with the women. Um, and it was like literally an interview he did. And one of the the guys was like, but why, why can't we touch the women? Or why, why can't we do what do we want? And he just kind of like, you know, speaking highly, like, you know, these are women. They're doing, I'm like, okay, great. Um, but then it was one of them things where it was like, it was a, she was cute too. She's still cute. It was a black woman. And it was like two other white women. And it was so strange or interesting hearing people's perspectives. Like, I think the interviewer was like, was like, you know, did you like doing Playboy? Like, was it fun? And then one of the women was like, I enjoyed it. Like, you know, this and that, you know, there were women putting themselves through college, taking care of their kids, taking their families. And another woman was like, That's I true. hated it. I felt I felt so like, you know, disgusted and I felt that people were all up on me and, you know, I just felt useless. But um, the second part of it, too, was just like it was so much like stuff that came from. And I don't know if you guys saw the headline, because actually, as I was watching, I didn't even get to that part yet. It came out um, about Don Cornelius, which was the host of Soul Train. Everybody knows Don yeah, Cornelius. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And then it was a part where they were saying like, you know, some people would come in there and do what they want. So the women really weren't protected. It was because I think it's the third episode. It's called Cleanup Crew. And it was a woman. I think a guy or two dudes that were saying like at this time we were called the cleanup crew. Like, for example, if something happened to women, you can't call the police. Um, He had high rankings with the police department, but still you can't call the police. We have a crew here to clean that up for you. Um, If something happened to you, you tell us nothing else. So one of the examples was. Doc Cornelius came through um, all, you know, people, they didn't have, nobody had to pay. They just had a good time, probably had some type of membership. Right. So like I said, women, you can't go home on them. You can't do this. You can't do that. But some women, you know, we had a party more and you see a woman, you come, we're having a party over here. Come kick it whatever, Right. Like, okay, cool. So these women, they're nope. young, but still that's what it was. So they're young, they're naive, you know, they're whatever. So some of these women, and then a woman, I felt so bad because she was like, I feel bad at the time because, you know, not that I did anything really wrong, but like these women were so young, they didn't really know. So it goes back to when people say like, why do these women come and talk out like now? Why does it matter? And they look old, they look different. It's like, you see these pictures, like, oh, she was super cute. But it, back to Don Cornelius, they were saying like, it was one of them situations where he was having like another party. So they like, cool, pulled up at the party. It was like two or three girls. And I think the little cleanup lady, she was like, and people in the home at the time were like, I, we didn't hear from them in two, three days. Like they didn't come. So we like, what's going on? So, um, I guess she said one of the women broke free, um, and got to a phone and said, we're at Don Cornelius house. He had his tied up or whatever for three days. Then they were sodomizing us, basically fucking them, fucking them in the ass. And they were saying like, a lot wow. of them will fuck these women in the ass or sodomize them because they didn't oh want to get goodness. them pregnant. Some of them didn't like protection. He was sodomizing them and doing whatever he wanted with them. So, I guess when they said they called, they could remember that you can't call the police because you lose your career. He's high ranking. You can lose everything. So they called them cleanup team, cleaned it up. So I guess the idea was that the rule book, these men, you're supposed to be suspended or you can't come back. It said this nigga there next day, nothing happened. So imagine something like that happened to you, you at work and this person is here. And then they said these specific women, they fired and told them you can't go to the police. Bye. So you got no money, no job. You can't call the police because he's high power. What you going to do now? So the lady was like, I feel so bad because some of these women like. They were really young and you don't you don't know what to do in them situations. So it was like basically saying he protected his brand and not really these women. And there was a lot of cases they talked about where people died. You know, you never really heard. You heard about it, but it wasn't like much. People overdosed. People got killed. High profile people, too. 
Um, and it was an episode about what's the, I don't know if y'all remember like the bunny show they used to be on VH1. I never watched it, but it was like the Playboy show and I forget her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenna, Kendra. whatever her name was. Kendra. Yes. She was on it. I first of all, I didn't know her ass was from Alaska. And she was like, she's from Alaska, grew up, you know, born as fuck. And I forget how she said she got down to L.A. But, you know, and it was I think it was it was unbiased, too, because there were there were, I guess, two a couple that said that that they were his friend, Hugh Hefner. And it it was crazy because they were playing on back to back. So Kendra was giving her part like, you know. On TV, if you look back, he just looked like this sweet old man and this yeah. nab. She was like, we couldn't go nowhere without his permission. Um, we couldn't go out, you know, for long. All this stuff was going on. And then these people was like, you know, they married us. And, you know, Kendra, basically she knew what she was doing and she wanted him for his money. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, they're not playing like one side. Let's give them, you know, two thoughts. So she was just like looking back. She basically didn't enjoy it. Um, my last part, too, to pay attention to, there was a woman she's not a woman um she was she said hugh hugh hefner was her dad's like best friend like right hand man so as a kid mm. she was always there as a kid got pictures of her of her always there and i'm like that is fascinating so she was like you know at the I time she's thinking like Hugh was just high profile man he just shit and she's obviously looking back she just like it's just crazy and i think she said at one point she started like liking hugh's girlfriend at the time so they had like a moment in like the room or something like that and i think he was on her the butler dude was just kind of like hey i ain't see shit here right at this point i think she was like 17 so but she but it's pictures of her like as a kid growing up into i mean like as a small kid growing up into that but at this point she's she's underage still right like you said so they said she's having a moment with his girlfriend in the bed and she's like at this point i didn't do nothing like this and i don't think the woman really knew and then she said, the, I don't know if he was a butler, but I think he was on the thing. He was like, I, you know, I just hear, hear y'all drinks <laughs> here. And then she said, it was one night where I think Hugh called her to the room and the girlfriend was in the room. So she said it got weird because it looked like Hugh wanted to do something with her and the girl. And mind you, this is his best, like best friend's daughter. Best friend's daughter. So she was like, um, she was like, the girl started crying. Like, I can't do this. The girlfriend. So she kind of ran to the bathroom and Hugh just kind of like, Oh yeah, you know, let's just not because she's not, you know, and then she was just like, Well, my dad's down the hall because you know she's young and naive, like I know you, you like my uncle, like the fuck. So that's how she's talking. So I think in the early 90s or late 90s, she wrote a book and mm. she was like, she did a couple interviews. So she was just doing her perspective, right? She says, So Hugh calls her, remind you, this is like her uncle. Hey, you know, I heard you got a book, congratulations, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, thanks, whatever. And he was like, Oh, just do me a favor, just don't talk about X, Y, and Z. Got you. I could do that for you. Bet he was like, okay, cool. He's oh, well, what kind of interviews you got lined up? Tell me what, what facts this old times. Fax me where you going. You know, a couple interviews. She said, at this point, I'm headed to New York. She said, after I faxed him interviews, I get to New York. All oh, my shit canceled. <laughs> I was like, damn. She said, wow. so now like I'm still silent at this point. So this is before. So now you know, obviously, he passed away a couple years ago, whatever it was, a year or so ago maybe longer and so all these women feel like they can tell their stories and it just it is not even women it's people just that was working in security like literally it's like really it's to me i like this type of shit it's fascinating because it's like it wraps up with the bill cosby thing because it's like men got their way so much and it even showed points where because remember the feminist movement was popular super popular back then right um and it's like interviews where he was Hugh was on interviews with like women on these like talk shows and women just giving it to him he was like well the girls they're not girls they're women he like they're women i'm a woman i'm like oh shit they're giving it to his ass so they didn't really give a fuck about him then either but it just shows like how money and power 
it was just different for yeah. women. And what I'm saying, I just different. don't like, obviously now it's not great, but I don't know if I could have did it. Like the way, and, and the reason why I say like before going back to Bill Cosby and wrapping uh-uh. it together, some of the stuff that happened when now people are like, why would you come together for now? Why does it matter now? And I look at some of these situations that people that are the same and different that people are dealing with. The power that you you couldn't get away, and not even just this situation where you hear about people, old, old grandparents and fighting and this and that. And, oh, why do they stay married and this and that? Because it was different for women. I just yeah, don't. Yeah, no power. Yeah, and I just. Women and weren't why... getting to the bag back then like it was they were now. It was very few women that were getting to the bag. But not even about a, money, they had a week about respect. Like, just read the respect factor. Yeah, not even, even but there was, there was very few women that got respect. Either, That's my point. It's either, not even about you married women. a man. Just basic respect, but, uh, and it's just like, go ahead, yeah. Go but but because but because they got to the well, I would say because they they were able to accumulate, they were able to play the game like a man played the game, and a lot of men respect that. But then the man that they married was typically a guy that was weaker than them, right? Yeah, I think of like uh um uh, Mahalia Jackson, right? Like all her husbands that she was with. They were quote unquote less famous or weaker than her. Didn't have a lot of money um, compared to her, and they always just wasn't good enough. Same thing with either, let's take a look at um, Aretha Franklin. Same thing, like you know, but for you, the most part, the men that she married, they they weren't they weren't Aretha Franklin level. But to your point though, it's like if you weren't getting to the bag, you would just have to shut up, be quiet, and take it. But you're talking about. I'm not. You, you but want, you I'm not even. Money. But I'm not adding money into it at all. I'm talking about just, just really turn that shit off. I'm talking about just flat out respect, <laughs> like just flat out respect, like money not even included. Is just like when you think about the way that because you know, I'm talking about this later. I was watching the um, it's a documentary on Amazon Prime called Fat Tuesdays. Uh, I think executive produced by Guy Tory. Really great three episodes, and it kind of adds the hip hop factor into black comedy um and long story short he opened up this club called fat tuesday uh or he had had a room at the comedy store um thank you for fat tuesday and um it was a real popular night back in the 90s early 2000s so anyway it was women i think tiffany haddish and some other uh women were on there just kind of explaining like how hard it was to even get in like a scene like you maybe not you probably didn't even have more than one woman on a night because the whole thing when men said when men say when women not funny and they were talking about how guy tour he was like he said something significant to me. Like, I don't, he said, I don't look at like your sexuality or what you are. Like, I'll just look at funny. So like, I think, uh, I don't know if you remember AJ Sanders. She was, you probably remember from a different world. Um, she played Gina. I'm sorry. Y'all. But anyway, Gina, she was a stand-up comedian. She was explaining how she was in Cleveland or something. And somebody mentioned, I think they could have been talking about the same person. Cause she was like, I, I don't want to say his name, but she was like, you know, you literally finna walk on stage and they like, you know, um, you can go on stage, but you, they'll literally point to their dick or point to that. But I want that. No, point to the point to you. Like I'm pointing to you, Lassie. Point to you, but I want that right there. Point to your pussy. Like you got to give me that first. Like flat out say this shit. And I think I was AJ. She was just saying like, I kicked one of the. I kicked him in his balls. Or it was the other cheese. I kicked him in his dick and all. And the, the nigga came from the back and she. He was like, damn, she got all your balls. Like she said, he just fell for it. Like situations where like you're not even respected enough just to be like, you just you can't come on. Like you got to literally be flat out. Like you got to give me your pussy. Like. So when I hear stuff like that, it's just like, I just couldn't have, like, it's wild now, but back then where you have zero respect, even if you had money. Even more, like, yeah. Yeah, Honestly, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely sickening and hard. And what I'm noticing is it's like this, 
however many steps we can we, the fact that mm-hmm. we can put so many names here and like what trickles down from what these girls were told is all the same i mean you, mm-hmm. they couldn't go nowhere it made me that made me think of the r kelly uh documentary mm-hmm. like it's cultish yeah like it, it's it's sick and it's terrible i've always had i've always never really understood the whole thing around playboy and why everyone was like oh this is cute he has all these girlfriends whatever the case mm-hmm. may be um but I, I my question always was is like how old are these girls always i know mm-hmm. when he did have the show and he had the three main ones and kendra was one of them mm-hmm. i think the youngest girl was like 18 for sure i knew she was like 18 and i'm like i couldn't imagine being 18 dating this man and being told it's just it's yeah. just sick. It's just sick. And that's what they were asking her too. Like, were you sexually attracted to him? Because, like I said, remember they had the couple that said, I don't, th- I don't know if they said Hugh wed them or something back in the day. They were like his friends, so they were like every time we were around her, like you know, she she was all up on him and this and that, like basically trying to say she knew what the fuck she was doing. But then she was just kind of like, I wow. mean, I wasn't like, I didn't come there like, oh, it was just like you know, I was. It's to me, it seemed like she was more like young and just kind of like seeing that Hollywood life. I mean, for God's sake, she was from Alaska. So she was young, cute. And I think it was one of them things where she just thought it was like, like you said, something to do with Playboy. But then she said when she realized like the, you got to be in at this time. I think she said the first night when she was basically a Playgirl, she was like, or Playboy, excuse me. She was like, she, they went out. She said, seemed like every time they went out to an event, that's when they had to come home and have sex with them. So she was just like the first night, whatever event mm. they went to, she was like, I think she kind of said, I was the first one up. I'm like, I don't, well, I didn't really, uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know this part. Mm. I don't um, go to the bathroom so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had to make myself oh, no. throw up. My goodness. And I, I'm yeah. not trying to, I don't mean to, I don't, mean to, laugh make, I don't mean to like try to make it funny because I mean, I do understand and the thing is, people are like, why are they talking about this now? Obviously, some of them couldn't talk about it until now. That doesn't change yeah, the fact that it wasn't right. And why didn't you, why did you continue to do it if you didn't like it? Like, it's all, when you have someone who's manipulating them, mm-hmm. it makes, you know, it makes them feel bad for staying and being around. But, yeah, God, ain't no way, not first. Power, but power structure, <laughs> though, like you said, it did, people didn't start coming out until R. Kelly went to jail. If people that were people that came out before he went to jail, yeah. but think about all the people that came out when he now that he's in jail. Uh, Hugh Hefner died, you know, mm-hmm. Doc probably was free. in work, but now but you feel free. Bill Cosby, a couple and, women said that. In jail, right? Yeah, he's in jail still. Um, no, he got out, remember? He, he oh, got that's out. Right. That's it, right. That's what Kamal Bell said, too. He, I guess, as they were producing that, I think he said, as we were wrapping it up, that's when they got the news that he was getting out. And it, just to be fair, technically, they weren't wrong for letting him out. If y'all don't know, the judge at the time, oh, the, the original yes, judge right. for the case said, okay, you know, whatever you say, you know, we're going to exonerate you. You can say whatever you want and you won't be prosecuted. Like, you know, you're free to go. So when a new judge came in and said, he said, no, fuck that whatever you see whatever you said you said that you're going to jail you can't do that legally you have to uphold that so he was technically let out rightfully so it's just you know whatever he did to these women obviously wasn't right um so yeah that's all i wanted to say it just kind of to me kind of wrapped together because I, I think i watched them back to bed that's why i said i was i can't tell you if the part i gave you is from the, the playboy one or his because it was just like so many so many different things and i think too the bill cosby one um, I, I heard Van Lathan and Rachel uh, Lindsay said I was listening to them today because I watched that Monday. So I, I'm like, oh, okay, they talked about it too. And he made an interesting point. He was like, 
you don't typically hear a lot of black women talk about Bill Cosby and what they dealt with with him. And Rachel was like, no, that's not true. Because I'm like, you heard Beverly Johnson, but it was it was like a lot of white women. But there were a lot of like black women and not necessarily been like accusing him. And there were like the one woman, I think she she gave me a mixed vibe, but I would just call her black. Um, just kind of talking about, I remember I said Jamel Hill. And it was just people on there too, kind of just explaining like what, you know, Bill Cosby meant to them. And, and it, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't necessarily bashing them. It was, really, it was really a thoughtful piece. I feel like a lot of the docs can be bashful or, you know, which is right or wrong, however you want to look at it. But this one made you go, Hmm. Cause it, it left you feeling like, where do we go now with Bill Cosby? How do we, what does he fall in right. your, you know, the argument of, do you, do you take him out of the Bill Cosby, the Cosby show? It really was like a, a thoughtful piece. And I think that's what I kind of did like about it. And then of course it was black produced. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff, y'all. It was four parts. Uh, first, like I said, you like the fuck, <laughs> but all these different people <laughs> giving different perspectives. It was comedians on there too. Cause it, and then, they broke it down. It was so good, y'all, to the point where you thought about like how he dissed the black community in a way where black community, hold on now, bro. And it talked about too how people try to say he was the clean comedian. He never talked about, you know, uh, the black stuff. He, it was always other comedians and other sports athletes doing, you know, Muhammad Ali. But it was a, he did a documentary in like 68 about like police brutality and kids and stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Like it was just, it made him seem like he was the clean mm. person all these years, but he was really kind of like, you know, power for the people, but it wasn't until he flipped it and gave white people because they showed a clip of I think Mitt Romney using what he said, like you know, it's the crime in the neighborhood. Remember, he tried to point it on black people, black man, pull your pants up, and they, it was a point where I think he was at some award show and Wanda Sykes hosted. You know how they be in the crowd and they talk to the people, and she said something to him, and then he was like, "I speak English, that's what it is." And she, they was looking like what, and it was all these comedians like, "I would have never recovered from that." And Wanda did like imagine this uh, old ass yeah. man. To me, the first comedian I heard, I think he said on his show, D.L. Hewley, when he was on TV One, he was the first comedian I heard say he never liked Bill Cosby because when they started Def Jam and um, Comic View, he like, this is not comedy. This is this is ghetto. This is red. This is not what we do. And he, I think he said he called into his show or something and he basically told him, fuck you or some shit like that. Like, I don't give a fuck. So that was kind of the start of it. And I think that's when it flipped for black people. And then what really tipped them off was Hannibal Bur Burris and then the... Um, the the Me Too stuff. We remember Hannibal was in his hometown, Philadelphia, basically calling out the stuff he did. And that's when people started to really look at it because he still kind of had that case with that one woman from, I think, Temple University, too. That was probably still ongoing. But that Hannibal shit really was what flipped it off. And then that's what they were saying with the Hugh Hefner one, too. Like he literally just missed the, the, the Me Too movement by an inch because he passed away. So yeah, yeah. I, I was well, like, yeah. So I check mean, it out, y'all. Now you don't go cancel a whole man like that, though. But. I mean, it's not even about that. It's, I think it's bringing light to some of the stuff that women went through yeah. and in a way probably still go through, but it's a little different. But it's just like, to me, in all honesty, I feel like not that I question any of these women. I didn't know. I didn't. I paid attention, but it was like a lot of, it was just so much going on and the media gets in the way where you just be like, I can't think about it. But it just puts these things to perspective because I remember I would have debates at my old job back home where people like people would say what they say. Why come out now? And I can, I could think about, I can give you tons of reasons. I didn't know why they would or would not. It was just consciously what I would think. So watching this stuff, it made me understand uh, to a different point. Like I said, what women went through, how men were really just, it was just nasty. Cause even Russell Simmons got a doc. Like people be like, that's why he in Bali right now. Yeah. And I think yeah. I watched this on Apple TV and it was same shit. Woman like, you know, pushed me on the bed, did what he wanted with me. And then I think they said too, he didn't necessarily give like an apology. It was just kind of like a thing where he would just kind of like, if, if I did, 
what you think I did to you. Like I didn't mean it in that, or I didn't take it that way, or basically said we agreed on it at the time, and I didn't see it the way you saw it. So it was interesting the way it was mm-hmm. kind of worded to me, and I was like, hmm. So basically, it wasn't a mission did, of guilt, but it was a mission of confusion, or it yeah, was a mission of like maybe it kind of agreed upon us. Yeah. Yeah, we agreed upon it, but maybe if you saw it a different way, you know, my bad type shit. But it's like, why are you not coming back from Bali though? Um, and I don't know if that's you some damn bullshit. But that's what I'm saying. So it was kind of the same thing in that way. So I was just kind of like, hmm. And like I said, women giving different recollection of stories in a similar matter. So just to see the power of how men were able just to throw women away like that, like that's that's hard on the mental. You have young women now. So I can, I guess for me, that was the moral of what I picked up from it. Like, you really don't know what people went through. It was different times. But like, Wanda, you kind of gave a good point. What do you go now and for like, if Hugh Hefner was still alive, like, what do you do? But only thing you can really do is bring awareness and try to, and try to change basically what, because he protected his legacy. That was what, that was everything he he was built upon, you know, protect what I have going on. I guess Bill, I guess Bill Cosby is a good live example of what do you do? What will happen? But it's kind of weird with Hugh Hefner because he, you got Bill Cosby who, who shows that he's this clean comedian. And then you got playboy, which is, you know, like you said, on the outside looking in, it's these women, it's these rules and all this stuff like that. But the inside the world is, it's a nasty, dirty world. And it's like, now we expose a nasty, dirty world, but it's still in, but it's still in this nasty, dirty, I guess you want to say nasty, dirty genre, if you will. Like there's so many women out here that are doing porn that are getting, you know, just ridiculous. And even we could say Playboy's porn because, you know, the magazines and all the stuff like that. But it's just like, man, it's just it's just it's just nasty all around. Like it's just a but really w- nasty world. I would say I would say the only difference if the situation is that because first of all we got the Me Too so I feel like there obviously will be situations where women are doing things that they don't want to do but with the porn industry you may have mm-hmm. women doing stuff that they actually agreed to do or they wanted to do like with Playboy not that they wanted to do yeah, that but right. they probably didn't expect certain things to happen where now if something happened in a way that they didn't want it to happen they feel comfortable they feel supported in a way to come out and say X Y and Z happened so that will stop it, that stops it right anything would they say um. Was it have love? What's the damn? I know it was a psych major. The whole thing with the dog. Like you get a dog, something you train it in a way where, okay, you're going to stop doing this if you keep doing it. Pavlov, whatever right. it was. But yeah. So same situation. If you keep putting people in situations, like even you said it with the, the police shit. Like if you get these motherfuckers to the point where there's consequences to whatever they're doing, these motherfuckers are going to stop because they don't want to get their pension or all this stuff taken away. Like it's, it's the kind mm-hmm. of thing of basically stopping these things from happening by bringing awareness to it. And bringing consequences to it. So at each time, there wasn't any consequence. So, like I said, I don't know. Of course, I'm pretty sure there's situations where women are doing porn and it's they're doing something they don't want to yeah, do. I've, I've but I feel like mm-hmm. it's different times where now it's, I won't say easier, but you know, there's more support if you do come out and say, this is what happened and I'm not going to yeah. stand up to it. Yeah, no, stand for it. Now. More support. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check them out. Like I said, uh, Secrets of a Playboy is on A&E. It's still airing. Like I said, episode four comes on Monday, um, the 7th, which is tomorrow or, or when you're listening to this right now when the episode drops. Um, and then we need to talk about Bill Cosby is on Showtime. Um, but if you have Amazon Prime or something, you can get the Showtime app or whatever. Every app is on Amazon. So, um, check it out. Um, I'm not gonna make this one long, but uh, Soul of a Nation um, exonerated the murder of Malcolm X of 55 years to justice. It came on, I think, Thursday on ABC. 
Um, you can watch it on Hulu or the ABC app. Uh, it was about an hour long. It wasn't too long, but it basically talked about the two men that were exonerated from um, killing Malcolm X in 1965. Um, it's, to me, first of all, I'm just going to start by saying it's fascinating because to see people and not just people like us, but just the nation and these news channels talk about Malcolm X and not a bad light. It's so fascinating to me because you always hear MLK being the good person and Malcolm X, they don't say anything about him or they say bad shit. So for them to well, kind of give, be put him in a position on ABC primetime to give the story of him and not like he was bad and he was, you know, this and that with the government, just to really tell his story. Um, I thought that was interesting, but it basically talked about, I think one of them passed away, but one of the guys, the exonerees just talked about that day and some of the stuff was interestingly graphic where I just, you know, yeah. they pulled up to him on stage and shot him and he fell back. But kind of like when they talked about when MLK got shot, like the, the graphic graphicness of it just really show how people were really nasty and wicked. Like they were just like, dude, literally kneeled in front of him, shot him dead in the chest. Like you can see the bullet go wow. straight through his heart. I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, his head went back and all you heard was his head hit the ground. Like you're, you dead, dead motherfucker. And they said the dude ran out and one of the dudes was like, you know, to me, it seemed like he was saying, like, I, I went back in because I feel like the cra the crowd grabbed him. So I think they basically feel like somebody else did it. And same with MLK. It was a cover-up um, because there were FBI informants and, you know, they was tapping lines and shit back then. So there were FBI informants and shit in the crowd. So the reason why the FBI let these men get in trouble is because they didn't want to blow their cover at the time um, to say that they were there or this this happened or that happened or they were, you know, covering up the COINTELPRO shit now that we know of it now, but it was different then. So um, it was interesting. His daughter was on there. And the reason why I seen it, because I follow her on Instagram. So she posted about it. And um, a couple of your, you know, Hollywood sweethearts, interview people, same thing. We're on there. Uh -huh. And just uh, like the guy, he was just like, I, ha I had no fear. I was not scared. And you did all these years. Um, and I think their children was on there, too. And the one guy unfortunately passed away. He never really got to see his uh, exoneration go through. So um, interesting stuff it was about an hour, like I said, on ABC. Um all right, let's move into some lighthearted things here. Um, Amazon Prime went up on their prices recently. And it was crazy because, like, I seen people, uh, <laughs> like, flipping out, like, like Netflix and shit. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> okay, $2, I mean. What they changing to? Because I saw people, yeah, I saw people going crazy. Well, I think the first year it was, like, $10. And then it went to, like, 13 So now I went up to another 2 So it's probably, like, 14 or 15 bucks. If that, it may be, like, I may be off by a dollar or two. Wait, so it went from $12.99 to $14.99. And, uh, oh, my God. I was, like, to me, I'm sorry. You know, people have issues with giving Jeff Bezos and his company the money. Fair. But if not, not thinking about that part, I mean, they be giving me my shit. You know what I'm saying? So... Now, Netflix, they want to got a problem with. So, why are we a dub? Okay, I'm going to have to call my people like, look. Because they're trying to the make movies every goddamn week. <laughs> yeah, That's but that why ain't really, Netflix needs to you ain't, now. You ain't HBO Max in right now. They didn't put a different world on there. It's over. I was wondering why I went off Prime. That's true. But, yeah. So, um, you got any issue with that? <laughs> like, you know. They also did say, too, yeah, that they, they were running... They were expanding their business as well, too. So there are more benefits that come with it. Um, they're adding more Prime Video content. And I enjoy it. Like, I got League Pass on there. You can get League Pass on League Pass, but I had it on yes, there. So I like being able to nice. have everything that's within. Nice. I got my, like, if I don't have anything with my sister, because I shout out to my sister and my brother-in-law, I, I use their cable login to watch cable, but some stuff they don't have. But the only thing they got now, I think, is HBO Max. So I watch the Bill Cosby shit through Showtime. Click of a button, boom, you want to add it, great, bam. Cancel it when you need to. 
I think I got stars on her. I need, I have so much shit on her. Y'all was pissed. I'm like, why do I have all these subscriptions? Like I was spending so much money. I didn't even know. I'm like, it's so easy to click. Yes. I'm like, the fuck? Um, I had Showtime for so long. I, I, I just canceled it when the, when the Bill Cosby shit came on. I had to restart it again. Like, oh, fuck. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of perks with it. But anyway, they added video content um, and expanded. So they say uh, free same day shipping. Um, as well as to compensate for the rising cost of labor and transportation um, and its distribution network. Um, it says yeah. the move comes no- as prices for just about everything from food to energy have gone up in recent months. Look, like you know, everything going up, you know, not to give them, I'm not giving them a pass, but just where we at in the world today, rent, rent going up, everything going up. Yeah. Like you just said, they got to do what they got to do. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, no free lunch. That's, if y'all learn anything mm-hmm. in business class one on one, there's no free lunch. Somebody got to pay for the lunch. Somebody got to pay for it somewhere, somewhere along the, along the distribution chain, the logistics chain, chain. Excuse me. Somebody has to pay for it. So you may get it for free, but somebody else uh, is paying for it. So no free lunch, people. If anything, learn about it. You go, you go to somewhere, you get a little free. Oh, they, oh, they gave me. We got some we got some uh, buttons and some free swag. No, that's not free. They had to pay for it or if they got it for free. Somebody else had to pay for it. And yeah, so no, no free lunch. Ain't no free lunch out here in these streets, y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. My shit free. But yeah, no, I mean, I get it. The whole billionaire thing. But, you know, he's my Amazon Prime. I need to just shit. buy now. Shit, you ain't got to think about here. Click. But um. Okay. Yeah, man, you know how much shit I done sent to my mama living living afar. Amazon has saved me to give me my mama whatever for birthdays, regular shit. I need this right now. I'm like, I don't really work like that where you at, but I get you tomorrow. Okay, bet. So you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So, you know, I get it, but ain't too bad. All right. Uh I seen this. I thought this was a joke. Something about silk. Man. I think this was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you, it was a joke. You think I, so? I read something that it was like a ha ha thing when I saw it. But I thought I missed some, so I thought you were gonna well, tell if you me. Read, if you read the um, if you read one of the yeah. uh, the uh, the quotes, it says yeah, I thought it was like that. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, not oh, even that. Well, um, we when it, I but... seen when I seen people share it, it was like a ha ha. So I just like kept scrolling. Like so, when I saw it in here, I was like, oh, maybe there's more. So yeah, well, shout to right. <laughs> <laughs> Silk the group. Um, my last thing here since it's Black History Month. Um, I hey. wanted to talk about an article I saw um about uh children within the H um the Houston Independent School District, because that's what they have here. Like we got Milwaukee Public Schools and whatever other areas in Wisconsin, there's this independent school districts based upon where you are. Um so H H I S D Houston Independent School District, there were students um discussing growing up um in the Sunnyside area, which is, I think, like South Houston and, you know, could have some rough parts, if you will. So from what I hear, I know people that know people in the area. Um, <laughs> and they talked about black history. Um, so if you read the article, they kind of talk about just the basics, you know, this person, that person, Rosa Parks, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then uh-huh. and then celebrating um, black history, of course, like that. But then, you know, it kind of took a quick turn. They started talking about George Floyd um, and police brutality. So it was just sad to me to hear these kids that are between 12 and 14 years old talk about what their parents have taught them um, as far as, you know, police brutality and what to do in certain situations. And I get it, but just to be so young and think about like, oh, my mama told me in this situation, you know, always show my hands, you know, look at officer in the eye, do this, do that. Don't do nothing wrong if you want to stay alive. Um, and just like, you know, one of the kids is like, you know, I always try to think about what I would, what I would be able to do in this, in that situation if I got pulled over 
or if an aggressive cop tried to approach me, I think I just try to obey as best as possible until I can get out of the situation. Um, and as the article says, like, you know, the answers are eye opening, but it's kind of concerning in a way where I can't really remember. I don't know if y'all had such situ- uh, like conversations with your parents at that age about what to do. It seemed to be m- maybe m- a more young black male thing, but I don't really think I ever talked to my parents about the police and how to behave Same. at 12, yeah. 13. Like, I just think that's fascinating. Right. Um, and just in that area too, I know they hear a lot of, it's kind of a crime stricken area. So this article says, you know, I don't want to just go by it. But like I said, I know some people from the area and it's not the easiest area to grow up in. Um, but one of the kids, they do say, like, I remember one time me and my mom were watching a movie on the couch and we just heard bang, bang. Um, and you know, some of us grew up in what they would call the hood, the ghetto, things like that. We're used to types of stuff like this. So we just learn how to manage it. Um, and this is from an eighth grader. So, uh, it just, it makes me wonder, like, it's, it's, and I'll be talking about people today. It's so different for kids today, but it's almost the same, but it's, it's different because it just makes like when I was talking about the kids playing outside, like, you know, it makes me comfortable to know right. that they can play outside. First, I'd be like, why the fuck y'all screaming so loud? But I'm like, you know what? I would be fucking sad if I didn't see kids being outside to play, you know, not being able to um, because it's unsafe. So I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts. And I don't know, we, Mwanda, you stepped away. If your parents talked to you at a certain age, so th- these kids are between 12 and 14 years mm-hmm. old. Did you talk to your parents about police and what to do at that age um as far as if you get pulled over or approached by an officer man listen i, I, I still i'm still blessed to have my grandparents in my life and they will tell you one thing they will pull your black ass over and put your black ass on the ground but is this something they told you between 12 and 14 years old like yep. yeah, when i started 14. i think around that time i started to get uh i think around 14 15 ish um, where, you know, you start to get your license and stuff like that and what you got to do. And you know, my grandfather um, was taking me, allowing me to drive home from school or from uh, Riverside, our house. And um, and all this, all like all these different things. And he just tell you, like, you know, oh, police behind you. Make sure you be careful, like all these different type of things. So it's just like it's just as a black kid, it's almost like a rite of passage almost to have a conversation in regards to dealing with the police. I even tell my students, even my students, I'm like, you know, he was doing um, his, his civics stuff. And he was like, so why did the police do this? And why did I'm like, really your dad supposed to have this conversation with you, but let me tell you what I know. And it's just like, yeah. And it's just like, it's sad. It's like, it's just a rite of passage. And like, even in the Brookfield area that we're in, like, I see sometimes like the police officers, they be parked kind of in the in the building that we are in and like just kind of watching and looking and like seeing why all these black kids here in Brookfield. And it's just like, mm-hmm. come on, y'all. That's not that's not a fool. When y'all come outside, don't be jumping on stuff and plant. No. But you see the white kids, they're jumping around and playing on stuff and swinging and throwing snowballs mm-hmm. at each other. Being able to be freely yes, kids. being a kid. Exactly. Being able to be a kid. And it's just not it's just, you know, black kids. We just have a double Nothing. like. um. What W.E.B. Du Bois said, we have a we have a double consciousness in this country and we have to we have to just think about it. Like we have to. Hey, we can't be out here like we're all willy nilly and free like, you know, our white counterparts. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it kind of ended with the, them talking about the kids saying, you know, they just hope and, it, and not to say it's so sweet, but because I know we had this conversation about whether or not and people, plenty of people do whether or not racism and all these things will really truly end. Um, and mind you, they between 12 and 14. So they quote saying, you know, for the future, I hope that everyone learns how to not to judge each other off the color of our skin. 
Um, someone else says, I hope for the future is for us to end racism and we can all be one community that gets along with each other. And I yeah. wouldn't have to be worried about walking outside or, or alone or riding the bus or just being scared to be by, by ourselves. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see where these, and I guess that goes to those conversations that we talk about. Right. And which is why I started our last episode with Whitney. Um, you know, first of all, I do that every year. If you pay attention to YBL, I've done it every February episode, first February, February episode mm-hmm. of the month. Um, the Whitney and Bobby Black we History Month clip. Mm-hmm. But I expanded this one into the fact of her kind of saying, you know, the dude was like, where are the kids getting the history from? And then she's like, you know, did you learn Black history? She's like, I got it from my grandmother and my grandparents um, and people that know about Black history. And that's why I kind of faded it. But, you know, just to hear these kids talk about, you know, oh, Rosa Parks, Rosa this, this, that, you know, this person. And then we get to George Floyd and just it just flips. So it makes me wonder what Black history will look like in the future. And we talk about you know, the, um, the idea of the, uh, what's, what's all the white people arguing about that they don't even really know what it is. Um, critical race theory, critical, um, race theory and shit like that. Like, you know, taking this certain things out of school where these kids are traumatized by everyday life, which is history itself. And, you know, they say black history is American history. So, um, yeah, man, take it day by day. Fossi, any last thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I'm read, I read a comment. Um, one of them stuck out to me. Um, she said, I have to think about what I say because sometimes when I approach somebody, they'll get the wrong idea. And I'm, and if I'm in front of a cop, they'll probably do what they did to George Floyd to me. Seventh grader. Um, you know, I never had a conversation um, per se about cops, but I think... I've had I have had conversations with teachers and people just people in my life obviously the black teachers about presenting myself you know the way I present myself because how quickly do you turn into the angry black woman mm-hmm. just for speaking up for yourself or standing up for yourself or whatever the case may be so it um that comment really stuck out to me and it's sad to sad to see that these kids feel like cops are going to do that yeah. to them. I mean, and there was there was a cop in Houston, I believe, who did sit on a a black girl. Um I she think I, I don't that, yeah. think she, I don't think she died, but he died, it was yeah. like they had a pool party or something and he stopped yeah. her and he sat on her back and and I just was that Houston? Or was it was like the, the, San Antonio or something? I don't know. One of these places in Texas. Well, it was in Texas. It was in Texas. Yeah. Um for sure, but just that shit makes me sad. I mean, I have two little brothers and they ask so many questions. Kind of like so young, you right? about your students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, why do the why do they do this? Why why don't they know he can't breathe? And it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Unfortunately, you see they got no. common sense at that young age. Like, that's what's crazy to me. Well, yeah. young saying common sense yeah. shit. Uh, like, don't doesn't he know that you're on his back? Like, just, you got an eight-year-old asking yeah, you this question, no. dumbass. Like the fuck. But yeah, right. that's an interesting perspective too. Yeah, because I can't even think of a time where at that age where I had to consciously think about what the police would have done to me if I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? At maybe at older, right. but like, and that, it goes back to what was episode six where we had that intimate conversation about policing. And when I was talking about mm-hmm. being a UWM, that's when from, I'm a grown ass, I'm 21, 22. That's when I had that like, oh, these motherfuckers ain't for me moment. But these kids are literally thinking about this at, you know, eighth grade. Like I didn't have to think about that necessarily at that age. So it's unfortunate. Um, That's why I kind of stuck out right. to me like, man. 
Yeah. I never, I never as a kid thought that the police would do any harm to me or anybody yeah, for that matter yeah. outside yeah. of like oh, criminals yeah. and shit like that. Like I, <laughs> I never thought that yeah. police be out here really killing people. Yeah. I especially always, when you really always. out here being a yeah, especially when you out here just yeah. being a kid, right? Like doing kid shit, like mm-hmm. or just minding your business. Like I never necessarily had to sit there and think, like, oh yeah, I'm out here playing. The police want to pull up any moment now. Just it never was a, right. a like a, a, a extra thought. And these kids have to really, really consciously think about that now. And maybe it's, we it's could like have I been said, too, but I, I just didn't have to. Yeah, like I said, it's just going yeah. through that double consciousness. It's, it's I remember one time I was at Qdoba on uh, near Marquette with one of my guys and. Uh, police officers came in they got you know get their free lunch whatever and they were uh they were in the back all of them sitting there talking laughing having a good time not bothering nobody probably off duty just grabbing oh, lunch really? real quick yep um i had to be in college no oh, money was yes yeah, I, I still had to be and, in and college to me that's different quick. because i'm talking about kids that are like in eighth grade right like yeah but i'm, but I'm saying though, like, freshman but, year but because like i said i didn't have my first experience consciously thinking about it like i said i was about that age but I'm saying these kids are so young and you well, have to really think I'm just about saying that. Black kid, just black kids in America have to think about this yeah. stuff because when I, I had my, I had my big black polar bear oh, coat yeah, on and it was cold and, and, um, and my hands were cold and I had my hands in my pocket and I looked at my guy and I said, I need to put my hands on the table because I don't want them to think that something's going to jump off here. And, and they were just having a good time laughing, enjoying themselves, probably wasn't even thinking about me, but I was thinking about them. And that's the key thing. And I'm getting back when I'm when I'm pulling back here with these kids is that it's sad that they have to think about the police, which is everything y'all said. It's just that for those that are listening that are not a part of white America, I mean, a black America, it's like, you know, I, I'm sound like a, a Bernie Mac, black America. Um, but black America, you have to understand that we don't have a good relationship with the police. There is history Period. down the line from what, what before they were even called police officers. They were called slave patrol. So let's just we just mm-hmm. don't have a good history since we have Black History Month. We just don't have a good history of black uh, black people and police officer relationship. We just don't. We just don't. So yeah. it's sad that these kids, but I'm not surprised back, at all. Yeah. And and at this point, I'm not. But like if you had to tell me this 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago when I was 10, like I just remember just being so free, like. I grew up where I remember Man. so much of my time. I was like on 91st and Hampton, just riding my bike, just off up the busy street and just taking the deep like DVDs or tapes back to Blockbuster freely. Cause it was up like, these kids can't even do that today. Like my mommy, Oh, oh what did oh, I took? I, we was bored. We just took them back to Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Like literally had a little hideout spots in different areas. And this wasn't just a predominantly black or white area. It was kind of mixed, but you had a nice race of, you know, them so just like i never really thought too much about it but it was just like now if i grew up over there it's probably high crime and everywhere you know people always talk about milwaukee which i understand i just think and i always tell people just because you know who 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 am i but just because i live in a different city and i've done a fair amount of traveling i feel like i've people always say oh milwaukee this more and i get it but i'm it's just a smaller city compared Mm -hmm. to what's going on in houston like i'll just tell you about taylor Taylor and just different situations, road rage here. You hear some shit about shit, people listening to podcasts. LA is really bad right now. They robbing. I was listening to Brilliant Idiots, and I think TK Kirkland was talking about that. Like he was traveling for a tour or something, doing comedy, a comedian, and he was saying like how bold these motherfuckers is. He was like, they literally look like they was gonna walk up to my house and rob it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but they saw the camera and they saw the little 
the floodlight come on. He said, you saw the dude back up. He said, these motherfuckers are so bold that they went next door and robbed my neighbor. And he was wow. like, usually back in the day, you you try to rob somebody, you know, you, the light come on, you go, you leave the fucking neighborhood. He said, they so bold, they don't give a fuck. You know, you see people getting robbed flat out on Rodeo Drive. Like, it's just, it's a crime-stricken nation right now because obviously we'll be going through COVID, no jobs, no money, and people just don't frankly give a fuck. So moral of everything that we talked about today, like whether it's, you know, racism, sexism, you know, all the isms, you know, blackism, right. like you really just gotta, you know, keep trucking and yeah. pay attention. So I don't, I don't shit, I don't even know what to say now. It's just so it was, much. Dude, but. The people need to get help. People need to go get help. People need to talk, talk to therapy. Um, a dude, uh, some too. dude. Um, my mom was going to y'all remember Family Table? You know, y'all, y'all in other places now. I don't know how much y'all remember Milwaukee, but y'all yeah, Family Table down here. Um, no, I'm gonna switch off. But yeah. uh, there was a shooting over there. My mom went to go get some Family Table she went right around, and the dude, um, the dude went on Facebook Live. He killed his baby mom. Yeah, he went on Facebook yeah. Live saying like, "Hey y'all, like I did this," and he like, "I need help. I need blah blah blah." It's like. You know, it's just yeah. people need. Did help he actually kill himself because people were saying he didn't, and then they said he, he did, did kill himself. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the first they said he did, but then it came out that said people said he was in custody. So I don't uh, know. But then I saw an article that said he killed himself. So I don't know. Yeah, I saw an article that said he killed himself. In the video, he says he said he. You could hear him talking to the police um, outside. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Y'all gonna have don't to kill me. Son. Y'all gonna have to kill me." And the police was like, "Why? Why? Why? Why do we have to kill you?" Because like, I'm y'all. not killing myself. I'm like, "What?" Oh yeah, it's three yeah. people. He was like, "Cause I was shooting at y'all." Yeah. Like it was just yeah, it's just three it was, people that was bad. It was that terrible. And shooting, yeah, be the you know the suburbs of me, and it's yeah. like everybody's getting. It's, it's just everybody. It's just sad all around. Help people need yeah. talk. People need. Yeah, that's when I go back home. It's 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 always in- yeah. When I go back home, it's always interesting because people are like, you know, I hate driving on this side of town, and it's weird because I be like, I'd rather drive over here than over here. Like people are like, I hate driving on the east side. I'm like, I'd rather be over there than in some of the areas that you motherfuckers live in. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, because everything I hear be over there. So I'd be like, you know, put me downtown mm-hmm. where they you know rebuilding the shit. And I heard it's getting bad down there. So this is it's everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. You gotta you know watch yourself. So, um. Great, guys. Great segment. Uh, listeners, let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about here today. Uh, make sure you guys talk about watching them docs or whatever and uh, pick one, watch all of them. I'm curious to see what y'all think, especially about the Bill Cosby one, because it was so interesting. It was like another perspective thing for me. Check it out. Mm. Let's move on to random shit of the week slash weekly revelations. Anybody got any flowers for this week? Real quick. I only got two. Um, I got Grey's Anatomy. Um, I only got put on to that doggone show. Uh, crazy show. Um, Shonda Rhimes. Season eight is really good. Uh, yeah, Shonda. Shonda just. I'm. I'm like, how can you? What can you do with a hospital show? Like, you think about your grandparents, General Hospital, all them other shows, but ER, e- e- ER, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do with a oh. hospital show? And it's just like, oh wow, like they're. I'm like, I'm. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm like, even here, like little here, things here's like the thing, the, though. Hmm? Not to cut you off. Here's the thing, though. Grey's is good up until about season I was told. 12. I was told. Once you get to, like, 12, it kind of, like, at that point, you're invested, which is why I still watch. I fell off because season, the last season was just a lot because of COVID or whatever. But um, I, as much as I love Grey's, um, there's another doctor show that I watch called The Resident on yeah, Fox. I heard about that. Is that the guy with the um with the autism? No, that's oh, a different one. That's oh. on ABC. The I Good know. Doctor. No, okay. the the resident that comes on Fox is also on Hulu. 
to me, Grey's is more drama filled. It is. Um, it is. Which, I, I, again, I watched all of those episodes, so I became invested. Uh, and I ended up loving it. I'm not knocking it. The Resident is. It has a little bit of the drama and relationship side of things, but it also has like real health shit involved. Um, it shows like real doctor stuff to me. I feel like Grey's eventually it goes on the track of it's more about the relationships at the office than I mean, it still incorporates like sick people and things like that, but um, I don't know. I think doctor show, I didn't think I would like another doctor show until I watched The Resident and I was like, oh mm. fuck, I kind of love this. So. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I gotta give uh, what's the name too? Grand Crew. I started watching Grand Crew, uh, Crew a little bit. Gonna- yeah, it was okay. good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The one dude, the the brother, the brother and sister, the brother looked like he was kind of, I was like, okay, you know, it was got to throw, a, you know, somebody not different, but, you know, you got to throw a gay guy in there. But come to find out, he, you know, he liked women. It just, he, he was different. He just, he just not the typical, because when it comes on, the show comes on, um, my, my guy from uh, Jamie Foxx show said there's all different type of men. And they got the sensitive man. He's more of the sensitive guy. I love rom coms, and actually, mm-hmm. I relate to his character a lot because I like rom coms as well too. And you got the other <laughs> the other cats, you know, the other married dude, and the one dude accounting who's a vegan. I'm like, oh snap, I'm I'm in that vegan journey as well too. So it, it's just really interesting. Um, that show dynamic uh, is very interesting. And um, what else? I caught up on Grownish. Um, they have some really great topics that are starting starting up and then this book that um i'm not reading but i've i've been like kind of like reading by osmosis if you will um it's called set boundaries find peace a guide to reclaiming yourself by nidra uh nidra tawab uh and very yeah very interesting but i just saw i just had just watched that interview yesterday i was like oh wait a minute is this this the same chick with the book and um, the book is really good about setting boundaries. And um, at first, I was just kind of apprehensive about it. And I was just like, "We're on Kindle. You got it on Kindle." I don't have it at all. I'm I'm somebody oh. else is reading it, and I'm oh, I'm, okay. I'm getting it vicariously through them. Like we're reading, like having sitting down, having we're sitting down having discussions, and um, and it was just like, I, I think oh, okay, it was a signal issue, which I might not catch it. But go ahead, I'm sorry. You said what? Say it again. I think it was a signal issue. I don't. I didn't hear what you said, but go ahead. Boundaries. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you said something too, but I didn't catch it. I think it was a signal glitch. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was good. It's a good book. It's a really great book. Um, and it made me realize that when you set a boundary, you're really setting a standard. Because if you set an expectation for someone, expectation kills joy. Um, as from uh, Bianca quoted, expectation k- kills joy, but um boundary uh standards you have to meet them you have to set them and meet them so um very interesting book uh yeah go ahead and check out check that out shut up please (laughs) (laughs) who said we ain't did this in a while Mm, i like that (laughs) me too set the boundaries with you i just want to make sure we clear on what i'm understanding from you boundaries Mm -hmm. right yeah you got any flowers my bad I miss, yeah. no, I really miss what you said. If you said anything at all, go ahead. Lassie. Um, I'm gonna give my flowers to Kiana Lede. Um, clean eating, Audible, mm. and Whataburger. I finally got to go to Whataburger here. Fuck the Whataburger here, though. But mm. I was, I was drunk as hell last night, so the Whataburger gave me life. Um, I know that's not clean eating. I know that's not clean eating, but 
I, I cheated just a little bit, but it was good. I write the cheat. It was really yes. good. If you don't, if you don't succeed and dish yourself off and try again, dish your gut off and try. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, back on it. I'm back on it. I'm back on it. I swear. You gotta... <laughs> You got to monitor, monitor it. It's funny because, uh, uh, you know, my boyfriend be listening. So when he heard the water, because he's from Houston, so he heard the Whataburger thing. He was like, it's so funny hearing people say that. I can't stand Whataburger. <laughs> I said, I said that's yeah, because you okay. live here and you've had it right. forever. Like I said, that's like when In-N-Out came here. Yeah. Remember, I was telling you they were building it up here and the line was so long. But remember, we went to L.A., I hated it. And a lot of people don't like it. So I'm like, it's just that it's new. And if you don't know, if you don't have it all the time, because I was like, I... Listen, right. I've been telling y'all they mushroom Swiss burger. Fuck y'all, amazing. When I want to have a burger, that's when I discovered Freddy's. I started with Freddy's, but what a burger! Because they, but that steak burger, man. But what a burger, mushroom Swiss is just what's, perfectly made. It's so what's good. here in Wisconsin that we like? People might like that we don't like. We like, eh, all right. I don't. I don't think that exists because I love cousins. I, I, was like, cousins, I, 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 I like too. Culver's. I won't say I hate Culver's, but. Yeah. Yeah, but Culver's Culver. is like here. Culver's, and I think there's one in San Antonio and Austin. We got think, Culver's here too. Yeah. So, and I think when I went to Charlotte, they had one out there. So that's kind of expanding. But there's nothing that I think that it's in other places that, you know, people be like, oh, yeah. But I'm like, because I think everybody from Houston said that. I mean, you've lived here. It's like y'all McDonald's to you. It's, it's literally yeah. on every yeah. fucking right. corner. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. So I'm yeah. like, but I don't give a fuck. I, I'm I, they shake is the strawberry shake is good, but that motherfucking mushroom Swiss. I'm about to try. It. I'm telling you, try <laughs> that. I'm not playing. Try yeah. that, and it's just, it's like you, the taste in it, like perfectly made, man. Perfectly made. I might go get no on my diet. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, <laughs> my man, flowers this week. Diet. <laughs> <I'll eat meat. laughs> my flowers this week are gonna go to this week. You're gonna go to uh, Travis. Um, I forgot his last name, but Travis is um. I was a meteorologist for ABC Houston or some shit, ABC 13. And it's funny because I think I started kind of paying attention to him when the hurricane was supposed to happen the year before the last, I think 2020. Um, and that's when, unfortunately, it ended, it ended up hitting uh, Louisiana. Um, mm. What's the city on the border of Texas and Louisiana? Not Lafayette. Uh, what's oh, that Baton Rouge. No, 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 no. Baton Rouge is above uh, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans. It's on the border. Um, God Damn it. Can't think of it. But yeah, it ended up hitting them. Um, but yeah, he always is just on it, man. We supposed to have this freeze, which ironically was around the same time as the one that happened last year because of the snowstorm that came down and hit Dallas and literally probably every city in America besides like California and fucking Florida. But um, yeah, so he just always be giving the goodest up the best goodest not work, the best updates. And I don't know, I just be enjoying it. I'm like, he'd be so detailed. Like, anybody see anything? Let us know. Like, <laughs> around 4 a.m. you will see this happening. Stay off the roads. I'd be like, okay, try, but you give me more updates than the actual ABC page. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, shout out to those meteorologists. It's um it's getting good out here. I seen a picture of a woman meteorologist. She um I don't know where, I think it was CBS Milwaukee or something. She was um, doing it from home and she had her baby in her arm. I'm pretty sure they set up the green screen. I'm like, this, this is so dope. great how technology and just, it's, it's so much more free now. Like mm-hmm. not to change the subject, but yeah. I was recording one of the podcasts um, that I do. And I, like I said, I just be listening to them and they interview um, one of the ladies, I think she, cause it's like a PR podcast. So she's like head of like comms and PR for, oh, was it Qualtrics? It's like a, um, some like data company or whatever. But anyway, she was saying how like, you know, I think she didn't have kids until her late thirties. And she was saying like, you know, she, to me, this is my word. She had that Tamar Braxton vibe. You know how she was always at her sister's. Well, you need to figure this out. Da, 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 da. She's like, I would do stuff like have meetings at 8 a.m. 
And like, now that I got kids, she's like, I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's no way I would do that to myself. So it's just to see how people are changing. And they were just saying like how to, the at home atmosphere, like literally as we were recording kids walking in the room and shit, like just different stuff. So like now understanding that everybody's just pretty much the same and we just let that office environment and all that shit and all that fake shit just get in the way. But it's just, it's cool. I was like, that is so cute. The baby. And don't nobody give a fuck. What's the weather? Yeah, shit. Too. Um, okay, right period. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's yeah. really dope. She went viral for it too. Yeah, I thought that was super dope. Shout out to Travis um, and meteorologists across the nation and the world. Um, next is Fat Tuesday. I gave y'all kind of a brief synopsis about it. It's on Amazon Prime. I actually saw it because I was on Twitter. You know how Twitter had ads in between, between your tweets? So sometimes right. it be bullshit, but I accidentally mm-hmm. clicked on it because I was like, my finger touched it. And I seen Regina King face because she's like, I think the picture of the first episode. Um, I think she was really cool with Guy Tori. And I was like, okay. So I had put it on my watch list. So I watched it. It's three episodes, about an hour um, each. And it, like I said, it really just kind of dives into the um, hip hop community um, in regards to comedy. And it gives a brief synopsis of the stuff we know, Def Comedy Jam, uh, it had a huge part of uh, Robin Harris, God rest his soul, the comedy act theater about how black people wasn't really invited to the comedy store. But then Guy Torrey changed it because, you know, Joe Torrey is his brother and then that whole relationship and him coming out to L.A. from St. Louis. And Fat Tuesday was just a Tuesday in L.A. at the comedy store. He started in a small room um, and then it just a, ended up being the most popular night down there and talked about all the stars that came through and just really how people pop. Literally everybody was on there. Even Dave Chappelle was like, I don't really do interviews cause I always regret doing it, but I'm having fun with this. So I thought it was just dope just to yeah. see Snoop, Tiffany Haddish, um, Bill Bellamy, Chris Tucker, literally every comedian besides Martin. I don't think he was on there or Kevin Hart, but everybody else was said Steve Harvey, like people making time for their community mm-hmm. is dope. And in the end, I thought it was dope cause Guy Tory. They were talking about, you know, how people names are on the comedy store in L.A. And certain comedians mm-hmm. like Steve Harvey, all the accomplished ones that had shows and stuff got their names. So some of the smaller ones that didn't, I ain't even going to say smaller, the ones that really didn't get to do, you know, super, super duper things like Earthquake. I love Earthquake, for example. His name wasn't on there, Melody Camacho. So in the end, Guy Tori um, got their names put on. And I thought that was so dope because said name wasn't on there. He was like, you know, but I, I got a, I got a star on a walk of fame anyway, Nick. So I thought that was dope, but um, he got their names put on the side. So I thought that was so cute. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's really, you know, I like stuff like that. I like learning about what it was like at the time just to see videos and footage and women giving it up. It was a hostess. She's like, I remember one time I got fingered in the booth. But anyway, that's another story. I'm like, huh? Oh, <laughs> Sweet yeah, Jesus. just the time. And it was nothing about that, but it's just certain stuff like that. You really, people giving it up, like what it was like and talk about Suge and Snoop and everybody that came through just enjoying it for what it was and the type of comedy bernie mac it, it touched on everybody in the right way it was sequenced very well so i thought it was really dope um shout out to scooter too he wrote us on um our ybo instagram y'all probably saw so he said the same thing that was his um flowers for this week so check it out um rachel Lindsay, uh i think i mentioned her a couple times she's the co-host with man lathan on their podcast higher learning but she was always also the first um black bachelorette um and I ain't gonna lie, when I first started listening oh. to Higher Learning, because Van had a podcast before with um, TMZ, but remember he got fired for whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. or quit, whatever. But then I, I think that was under their likeliness. So he started, I'm assuming. So he started another one and Rachel was his co-host at the beginning. And I thought it was interesting because I think when they started, that's when the pandemic hit. So they had to do a virtual. So they're, they're still doing a virtual to this day, which is dope. Um, but anyway, honestly, when it first started, I ain't know really about her. And when I think of like them type of shows, like, 
who am I to say? Because people can say this about me, but I just was like, oh, she probably like a bird because I didn't know much about her. But this is the damn lawyer. You know, she went to Marquette. I didn't know. She's from Dallas. Um, so, yeah, but she she had an interesting path with the uh, bachelorette thing. And she ended up kind of, you know, causing some, in a way, controversy with it. But in, in her favor, I think she just kind of like said, fuck it and kind of quit. And she was giving it up just as she would. She wasn't apologetic for it. And you know, it's, it's an interesting story based upon that. So um, she ruffled feathers to me in a good way, but not intentionally, if that makes sense. But anyway, she just came out with her first book. Actually, when I was coming back from Dubai, she um, she did an interview with Jamel Hill. So I listened to that episode, which is great. And um, yeah, her book is called Miss Me With That. I think it's a bunch of essays, but I started, I actually started on Audible um, and just kind of giving her story. So I think it's good. I like stuff like that to hear about what people come from and stuff. And um Excuse me. Lastly, tiny, tiny desk episode with um my uncle Eldra. Um, yeah, I actually I saw it on uh, like the Jasmine brand. They shared it. And I'm like, oh, you got to be lying. And I, I follow him on Instagram, but I just I didn't go to his page to see. I went straight to YouTube, and I think he did it from home. And he sang four songs. One of them, he kind of he did a dream, but he remixed it about like Black History with like MLK. And I'm like, I, I get it, but you could just sing out a dream. Um, <laughs> but he just sounds so good, y'all. He still some I saw people in the comments saying the same shit. Like he sounds like the goddamn record at 60 years old. I'm like, I know that's right. Um, but and yeah, they're so sweet. They, recorded, huh? He literally sounds the same. He's he's been doing a lot lately. Like he's been in a lot of like um, I won't say publicity, but just been doing a lot of things. He surprised Alicia Keys uh, for her birthday with Swiss Beats, and I thought that was amazing. I saw it on the internet, but then I saw a clip on YouTube, and it just he just sounds the same, y'all. Like how you that like, and they've been on. I'm sorry, but the family been on drugs for so long. It's so sad. I saw he had a quote that said, "I tried crack cocaine at 22 years old, and it took me 25 years to like get off of it." I'm like, that is so sad. Like the family had a lot of heartache through it. Um, through the drug shit from the eighties, unfortunately, but to see him kind of overcome from that. And, um, when I saw that quote, it really hurt my heart. Just be like something I tried at 22 years old, like took a hold of me for 25 years. Mm. Damn. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's doing a lot. Like I said, he did the thing with Swiss beats and Alicia keys. He was on tour. He was like doing something on stage. He was on the BT soul train awards with Tisha Campbell. Like he just, he doing a lot of sightseeing stuff that I really like for him. And I just, he just, one only thing I said too, when Moneybag Yo redid the um Waukesha, Waukesha with um Ashanti, I'm like he should have he if he threw L the barge on her, that would have been so cold to me. Like cause I seen L repost it because you know that's their beat from Stay With Me. And I'm like, I know they made so much motherfucking money off that. But yeah, that would have been dope. So, so much. Shout out to my uncle, man. Check it out. It's about 15 minutes, but oh, he did all this love, time reveal, whatever, a dream, but it's some of Martin Luther King. I'm like, oh, we need that. Um and then love me in a special way, which is so dope. So check it out. Um, all right, guys, let us know if you do have any flowers for this week or just in general. If there's something you're watching, something you want us to talk about, something you want to put us on. We never watch the shit that Scooter told us to watch. I forgot what it was. It was some show. On <laughs> Sorry, bro. Dope click on Hulu. I, I wanted to oh, yeah. and then I was like. I think I tried, but it was just like, mm. uh, I just, I think I had too much yeah. going on. I'll try again. Maybe. I've, maybe. Maybe after I uh, catch up on my pods, you know, because I'm kind of behind and, um. You know, I'll try to check it out again. Um, but some stuff requires too much paying attention to. And sometimes I don't have this attention span for that. But I'll check it out. Um, and, and to me, it's important because I feel like when our listeners um, enjoy hearing us talk about stuff, I think they, they they think highly of us. So we must give it a try. 
All right, guys, let's move on to dating relationships and sex for you nasty motherfuckers. I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but uh, singer um, Kira Sherrard, um, uh, she, uh, and and I put this in quotes for a reason. Um, This was actually the the title of the article. It says, um, Kira Sherrard, Sheer, sorry. Um, I'm mixing it up. What's her other name? Clark Sheer. Thank you. Kira Clark Sheer. She's um, the daughter of uh, one of the Clark sisters. Um, famous group. She actually played her mother in a movie that came out about a year or two ago, which is great. Um, she actually um, says she sends guests to the hotel to keep them away from her man. Um, and I put that in quotes because I feel like um, a lot of articles and a lot of things that people put out there uh, may miss some things. When I saw it, I just believed it because it just makes sense as to maybe what air quotes a church woman would say. Um, so before anybody does give any input, I thought this article that I posted here was great because it actually comes from the horse's mouth. Um, in the actual interview. So I am going to play a clip from that as soon as I get it up here. Um, and actually, while I do that, let me send this to y'all. Well, I'm going to play the clip, but I'm going to send y'all something that I read online and I want one of y'all to read it and we can compare it to what she said. Um, I don't think my Bluetooth is on. I think I didn't disconnect it, but it's okay. <laughs> We have a great board here. It only takes one second here. Where's your name? There you are. A second chance. No, don't forget it. Oh, hell. I said, okay, so I lied. Nope, not my scale. I want you to connect to my board. To the beat and the rhythm of the night. Dancing to the morning light. So how was y'all weekend talking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, bro. Just give a little background on her um, while we're waiting for the clip. Kier uh, Kier is um, one of my one of my favorite singers out of the new generation of gospel singers. You said Clark Sheard. Add the Clark. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know her new married name. I apologize. Um, you know, people like to get their married names correct, but um, I actually saw. I don't think she really says that. Huh. So I never really heard her use it. Before. Yeah, me neither. I don't think she, I've heard her use it either. And I think it might be one of those situations where, you know, Karen, uh, uh, Kiera Shear um, is um, pretty, uh, you know, pretty popular name. So she probably kept part of her name or maybe still using that name as the stage name and then have yeah. more documents is her real, uh, real married name. Um, I remember my, so my cousin actually works really close with the Sheards. Um, like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, my I'm cousin really works time. really close with the Shears. I remember when he started first working for the first record uh, record label, he would um like send me some of their demo, not demos, but send me some um records and stuff like that that come like promotional records and stuff like that just to kind of hear like some of the stuff that they're out. And he still does um promo and stuff for them. I think he all he was a part of their he was somehow part of the movie. I forgot what he did, but regardless of that, um she just recently got married, but she has been like really vocal about just how her weight loss and just how she was trying to get married. And um, she found a love of her life, a man that really, that she really, really loves and accepts her for who she is. And then, you know, she's still trying to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle. Um, but she also was, you know, the, the daughter of the legendary, you know, Karen Clark Sheard and the Sheard sisters, um, as you, as uh, Clark sisters, as uh, you mentioned, Reese and, um, it's just good to see her journey because she is a PK kid as well. Uh, I, I keep saying PK kid. She's a PK preacher's kid, or in this case, a bishop's kids because their father's now the bishop over all the bishops. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. 
So be king, bitch. Yeah. So don't focus on that now because I want y'all to hear what she says. But I sent y'all what I read, but I want y'all to hear it and then read. One of y'all can read what y'all see and tell me what y'all think. Just what y'all think. Okay, I'm gonna play the clip. So ready? Okay. And you know what? There's like a, I know you said you're really close with your mom and I know she gives you advice and there's like an ongoing rule. My mom tells me the same thing. I'm not married, but once you're married, do not let another woman into your household. And I know you have close friends and you know, we've seen it on TV, reality shows. We've seen it in real life, seen it on court shows, talk shows. You let a family member, a close friend stay at your house for a while. Maybe they need, you know, need a place to stay and something happens with the husband. Are you mindful of that? Does your mother warn you of that? Like, Kiara, I know you have a good heart, sweetie, but there's no woman that's staying in your house. Unless it's your sister, you know, a sister, that's fine. But absolutely, Tashara, my mama has already, look, don't have, don't have too many people around y'all. Don't get comfortable. I don't care how, you know, good you trust or whatever it is. I'm very mindful um, and very careful. I will buy a friend a hotel room before I let them stay at my house. However, I am a prayerful woman to discern the space that I am in. Um, I'm also very cautious of, you know, what what purpose am I supposed to serve in this this person's life? And so while I'm very prayerful, I'm always also asking God outside of mom to direct me is in this season. Am I supposed to let them into my home? Because, you know, we as believers, we believe that what we have, we're supposed to share with others, but I'm not sharing my man. And so since I'm not sharing my man, I have to be cautious with, you know, everything else that I share, you know, as far as with him being there too. So absolutely. That's a lesson that I get. And um, I think it's a such thing as, balance, which that also goes to Tashara, why we have to have wise friends, encourage our friends to, because you know how they say a lot of single women, they can't give you counsel, but I was single and I was able to tell my married friends good advice, you know? So I think it is a such thing, but it definitely is also a such thing as boundaries. All right. Now I just want one of y'all to read the one that I sent y'all. So kudos to y'all for not reading it before. No, uh, uh <laughs> I showed him read it. No, right. no, the girl from power. <laughs> Don't look at the bag, but go ahead. All right, so here we go. Oh, you got it last year. You wanna do it? Go ahead. Uh, oh, so this is, I guess, this is the name of the site. It's called Obnoxious Exclusive. Sierra no, Kiara Shears. Huh? <laughs> I don't think it's a site. It just that's just part of what they wrote. Like I'm not like their headline type thing. Oh, okay, that's your headline. Okay, okay, okay. So the niggas of media um <laughs> obnoxious exclusive singer kiara sheard um sends guests to hotel to keep what them away from her man when it comes to letting friends get too close to her husband gospel singer and actress kiara kiki sheard is making sure she places healthy boundaries for her household gospel singer kiara sheard recently told reporters that when her girlfriends come to town she makes them stay at a hotel so that what that her husband isn't tempted to have sex with them. This is ridiculous. My mama has already told me, don't have too many people around your house. I don't care how good you trust them, what? Them or whatever it is, I'm very mindful and careful. I would buy a friend a hotel room before I would let them stay in my house, she told us. Sheard uh, married landscaper Jordan Kelly on December 12, 2020 in their downtown of Detroit. Am I supposed to let them into my room? Huh? Home? 
because we as believers, we believe that what we have, we are supposed to share with others. But I'm not sharing my man. She said that. She told us, since I'm not sharing my man, I have to be cautious with everything else that I share as far as him being there, too. I remember that. I think it's such a thing as such a thing as boundaries. Some friends don't know the balance and can't understand the balance. I don't remember that either. Cheer 34 made Cheer made 34 uh, 34 made her acting debut in Lifetime's The Clark Sisters First Ladies of Gospel mm-hmm. back in 2020, in which he played her iconic gospel singer mother. Karen Clark Sheard. Now she's set to appear in Lifetime's Lying Sister. Latoya Luckett, Drew Sidor. Okay, blah, blah, blah. What are your thoughts? What does this mean about trust and blah, blah? What is it? This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. I'm thank you for not letting us read this clip because that would throw every single thing off. So that was my thing because I initially screenshot this and I was just going to talk about this. But the reason why I didn't post it in here because it's so big and I hate putting big shit in the note. So for some reason, I just Googled it and then just Google Google her name and see the, the, the titles that come up. See, I understand when people say she says certain things, but for me, hearing what she said and watching the video and then looking at this, I can tell they cut out certain parts of what she said yeah. to yeah. cut it short to make it seem even worse. Or if you want to call it worse. So when I heard her say it, I'm like, I get it, but I feel like she added a second part to what she was saying as far as discernment. It wasn't about listening to my mama, just period. She's talking about discernment and this and that and whatever. Whether or not you agree with having a man, whatever, but trust, whatever. But I'm like, my thing is this media shit. You're going too far because it's like yeah. the way that they wrote this up was obnoxious. And if you, like I said, yeah, Google her name right now. Some I'm of the headlines I've seen, it was Kier, crazy. I'm like, Kier <laughs> shared since guests to hotel to keep them away from her match. They've never even been there that, yet. But what's crazy about? is but what's crazy is that's the title of this post that I sent y'all. But what she said is absolutely it's a little, totally it's a little different. different. Kira like, tells why she keeps female friends at hotels. What? And that's what I put it in quotes. And I found it fascinating. I'm like, it's crazy out here. Like, it makes you not even want to talk. <laughs> it <laughs> honestly, it does. Like, I, honestly. Yeah, but go ahead, Lassie. I'm I just curious to see what y'all thought about this. No, I was going to say, um, I Google searched, and um, the first one that I see says, Dear Married Women, Single Women Aren't Your Enemy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's, but what, what was her last thing? What's the last thing she said in the, in the interview? Single, she said, Single women can't. She said, I was single once and I gave advice <laughs> to my married friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the grill right here, though. I don't understand what this grill is. A really good, um, I gotta read this whole article. Maybe there's maybe that's just a, a hook. I but, read the whole thing, but that, but yeah. that's my thing, though. The title of these things, like even the title of the post that I that the video, the the woman that actually did the interview, this was the title I put in quotes, and the title was "Singer Care Shared Sends Guests to Hotel to Keep Them Away from Her Man." <laughs> like that's just, I mean, in a roundabout way, but that's not all she said. It's no, not what she targeted, yeah. but. Outside of that part, any thoughts on that? I, I mean, if if that's what she want to do, I'm I'm not I'm not debating or knocking what people want to do. You have to do what works best for you if that's how you feel. What you would wanna, you do? Me personally, I, first of all, I'm not buying a hotel for anybody. Um, if it's not no, if it's, outside of that, you, if you had an extra room, let's 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 my, get my the friends point. and family. A, my friends and family are always welcome to my home. Okay, honestly. If I thought that there was somebody that I couldn't, if I had to go to the store real quick, if I thought that there was somebody that I couldn't leave here with McCoy, it takes two to tango. At the end of the day, if something happened, it wasn't meant to be. And I'm okay with that. I'm not going to the store. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I mean, no, no lie, but I'm just, at the end of the day, none of that shit is that serious to me. So, I mean, yeah. like I said, if that's her boundaries, cool. Good for her. 
I, I do um, want to point out before you say ahead. something real quick, I think I want to say something to that fa- that fact, right? Lastly, like, okay, great. Like that's, it shouldn't be an issue. Like whatever we should we're supposed to be cool. But I think one of the things too, like, obviously she said what she said, but I think there's little like key little things that she did actually say that I think was kind of cut out some of these, or this article specific or this write up. And I think which one thing she talked about was discernment and understanding how people hold places in your life. Like, First, first, I'm like, okay, she said no, but then I felt like she was trying to tango into, okay, you know what? You have to understand the energy that you have around you and the people. Like, are these people, should these people even be here? Mm-hmm. And then maybe those are the people I don't want around my man. But then I did feel like she was just like, just no anyway. But I do want to add that she did factor in just discernment. And I think everybody should have discernment with anything. It goes to what we talked about earlier, discernment on anything you got going on in your life. But go on, yeah, no, this is um, this sounds like she got some marriage counseling. Now, this sounds like straight <laughs> from marriage counseling um, from mm, the church uh, and probably from her dad. Um, <laughs> I I um, give us a slow one. I, 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 I have a dream. I know uh, it's 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 really it's really um, I mean, it's really cut and dry. Like, hey, I'm not. And and, and I, I'm assuming her her close friends would probably do the same thing. They probably like, look, you ugly. <laughs> they probably like, look, um, I'm not coming over your house. I'm not staying over your house. I will get a hotel, um, or unless you know your house That's is true, big true. enough where you can. He's stupid. Where you can um go ahead and you know maybe have a large enough home where you there's you know uh you know there's space. You had it low this whole time. You are something else. Um. So I, don't, I don't see nothing wrong with what she said. That's her. That's her marriage. I don't tell nobody what to do in their marriage. What would you do? You, y'all keep saying, "Well, I don't tell." What would you do? Is I'm it okay for no, you? If you had an extra room in your house with my wife, no, absolutely not. Unless <laughs> I agree with her. No, no, Why not? no, no. Unless it's the same. It's so look, look, what we always say, let's paint a picture. Uh-huh. You got an extra room uh-huh. in your house. You got a uh-huh. nice three bedroom home uh-huh. or something. Maybe you got kids. Uh-huh. You don't have you don't have kids yet. You just got freshly uh-huh. married. Your friends say, "Hey, bro, I'm coming into town. You know, can I stay in the extra room?" Why not? No, no, I'm no just we grown, we grown, grown now. At this point, we grown, grown now. What does that mean? What does that mean? Grown, grown. That, that means that now, I'm just I'm not judging town, you should be doing your own thing. Like you should be doing your own thing. Mm. You should be doing your own thing. You should be able to get uh, afford your own uh, own thing. Yeah. No, we. If I'm married, my wife, my children comes first. My friends, you know. Sorry, y'all come second. Hey. Say you don't have any kids, uh-huh. right? Say it's just you and the yeah. wife, y'all. Whatever long married, you just got extra rooms. You move to you move you move to Little you. Rock, and your <laughs> friends come to see you, and they like you got a nice big house, extra mm-hmm. land, you know, three bedroom. And let's say the room is on a different floor. It's still not okay. You just no, 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 no. If it's not, it's not in the same house. If we have like a guest house or something like that, I got you. You good? Same house. Yeah, no, same, same house. Same house. Well, why not though? Um, I'm no, just kidding. I'm not. I'm just really trying to Um, like this is me and my wife's place. Like I said, family members are different. Lassie made a good point. Like family and fr- uh, family. Uh, is cool, I didn't say but, that. <laughs> I said family. <laughs> family. But when it comes to when it comes to, uh, but even we've seen stories where families fucking on your on your on your. Uh, hey, fuck my well, husband. You <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And and see the alliteration there, faith fuck no. Um, but it's just, did you watch it? No, nah, I ain't watch it yet. Lying ass, I need to watch <laughs> it. I did, Grace. But um, no, it's just it's just something about you, you and your 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 uh your spouse, and it's just something about the sanctum of your home. Yes, they can come over and kick it and have a great time. 
um, you know, I would want them to respond. I would be responsible and say, hey, if you are tipsy, then that's a different story. If you're not able to do it, I will probably get you Uber. But um, <laughs> no, nah, you're not spending the night in my house. No. Nah. So we have John on the line. I called John. That's what Lassie said. Um, but I, I, I've cued him in very well. John, you're there. That's very good. Yeah, what's hey, up? what's going on? Busy or something? Damn, what the fuck? Yeah, it was good. Um, anyway, um, NFT so pause the NFT, pause the NFTs and come talk to us for a minute. Listen, look at it. He acts like an NFT nigga. I can't call it. That nigga said I can't call it. You said you did not drive that truck to California. But anyway, um, so listen, we are talking about. I don't know if you heard about um, gospel singer, daughter of the legendary Karen Clark Sheard. Um, singer Kiara Clark shared she um, went viral recently. She did an interview and you'll listen to the episode where some of the stuff was kind of misconstrued. But the point of the matter that people are talking about for the most part is that she said that um, if she she's married right now and she said that if her friends or somebody, you know, the, the question is, is whether or not people can come stay in your home if you're married. So say. Um, for an example, you, you're married, you have a home, maybe you have an extra bedroom or two. Um, can your friends, is it okay if your friends come to stay? Like if they come from out of town or whatever, is that okay for you? Or would they have to get a hotel or stay somewhere else? Mm. Um, I would say it depends on the, re- <laughs> it depends on the relationship that I have with uh, said friends. What does that mean? Like how close we are. Uh. Like if like if I trust them and stuff. Like if I trust them to be in my home. Like obviously I ain't trying to like have no like acquaintance over there and they they might rob me or something. So. Mm. Did you catch the the, the latter part of what Moanje said? What we brought you in on? Kinda. What? Yeah. Have him repeat it one more time. I love it. See how I set that up? He had to ask you, not me. Yeah, as you said, um, the only time there will be certain circumstances if a friend come over sick or, you know, maybe had too much, even then I'll probably send them an Uber. That's pretty the first choice. Like, are you able to get to hop on this Uber, get to your place? Yeah. Or but if they came from out of town and wanted to and needed to yeah. stay with you or wanted to stay with you, the answer is what? Hell no. Hello? Mom? Oh, you're talking to me? Oh, no, it's a no. It's a no for me, dog. I thought you were talking to John. My bad. It's a no for me, dog. She said no. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd be very selective with it. That's all. Interesting. So there's, it's not a no, I'm but it's selective. You got what's in your wallet? And I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's you <laughs> But you know what? And I think that was one of the things. Like I said, you'll listen to us on the playback. But like the, you know how we talk about media, um, uh, twisting the the headline or something different mm-hmm. to make it seem a little bit more extra. And but she did talk about kind of what you're saying, and that's why I figured you have that perspective as far as dis- discernment, right? Understanding who can be in yeah. your space and who cannot be in your space. Even though she, she completely kind of said no re- in regards to that, but she did factor in discernment as well too. And I think the articles didn't mention that part as well too, um, as far as the interview. And then Lassie said, "I don't care. Eh. I don't care. I mean." I trust, I wouldn't have nobody in my house that I wouldn't trust. Um, I don't think, to me, it's not a big deal. Like, I obviously, I'm not letting just anybody come and stay at my house, if that wasn't clear. But I don't have any close friends who would come visit me. And if they wanted to, couldn't stay with me. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost you there. You said they were what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I said, if. Who, me? Yep. Yeah, it kind of froze up a little bit. Oh, I said if they wanted to, if they actually wanted to stay with me, they could. So, 
Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. And John says it just depends. Got it. Yeah. I'll let y'all say over there. <laughs> Dog, let me I'm done. So so Mwanja came to town. Say you was married and Mwanja came to town. You know, say you moved to Denver or some shit and Mwanja came to town. Can he stay at your crib? Yeah, of course. I told you, don't have me coming. I walk around naked, so I, I just, they just work out for but me. You, but you're not gonna go to. You're not gonna go to. You're just saying that right now. You're not gonna go to somebody else's house. I'm, I'm gonna feel restricted. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm like, then, then don't ask John to stay in the house. Go through right here. I, I, you know. Yeah. Put you put now. Put the Bitcoin in the wrong wallet. This nigga said I'm gonna feel restricted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't be a person wouldn't do that in nobody's house. I'm just joking. But at the same time, like, can you really feel comfortable? Or you're not? I'm gonna say you couldn't. But you gonna want your own space eventually, and you can't have your own space in somebody else's space. So do you get a hotel? I, I mean, the hotel. True, but I mean that that is a that's a factor. But I mean, like, if you're trying to like save some bread and you just like yeah. want to just like crash in somebody's place, then you can yeah, do that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, John, we thank you so much for your input. Um, so oh, we'll catch you on a listen. <laughs> All right, then. All right, bye. Stay black. All right, bye. <laughs> what? I want to call Auntie. You think Auntie E answer the phone? Yeah, she would. She probably what y'all want? Yeah, yeah I have them. Come back here and stitch some uh, some shirts. <laughs> Why she don't answer in here? Play it back. Test us real quick. Um, first of all, <laughs> hell no. Nah. Big Rob, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Rob, passing gas right back there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Auntie E said she'd be fired. That's she funny. Let's see if she she gave me well, she gave me her work phone number. And <laughs> Please leave your message for <laughs> zero one five. <laughs> Auntie E, this is why we on podcast. We calling you because we had a question for you, yep. and you gonna hear it on the playback. Yep. You gonna text us, but this is hilarious because I knew the shit was gonna go to voicemail. Uh-huh. This by your work phone, but Mwanja, what you gotta say? I said, answer the damn phone. Right, answer the phone. Someone said, we if you pitch them, we'll stitch them. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I love you. I, t- uh, <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I knew. I told you. She was the one on Facebook talking about some boundaries. I got a new phone number for work people. So she had uh, uh, so Now we got to get boundaries. Now we got to get boundaries with her. She can't text us personally anymore. You got to email us on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering your MS. Uh oh. Call ended. Wait, hold on. Somebody call back. Hold on. Wait, I'm gonna call back. Let's see. See. She probably said, "Fuck, I didn't mean to call back." <laughs> I'm in the middle of a stitch. Oh, Please leave her. your message for two hey, eight. Name Stitch. No, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, damn, you made me Stitch. No. I, was trying, I thought I was hit the, the talk button, but I was in the hang-up button. Um. And I know y'all are recording me, so I'll be not. <laughs> Why are you acting like TK? You, you sent this to the voicemail. Right. We, you got a nice message waiting. Like okay, TK Auntie E, we got a question for you. Uh, we just called John. So I'm like, let's call Auntie E because she'd be having input, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Did you hear about uh, gospel singer uh, Kier Sheard, Clark Sheard and what she had to say about people staying at her house with her husband? I did. What are your thoughts on that? I think Kiera needs better friends or a better husband. Now, I don't know if it was your, like something I saw that you said, because I've seen somebody having a conversation about it or whatever, but somebody mentioned, too, that her husband been cheating on her. I don't know if it was something I saw, oh, but just random yeah, conversation. Pe- people were saying, oh, I don't wow. know if it's true, but people oh, were really? saying. But it could be, 
It could be gossip. I don't know, but it was just stuff gossip, that I was saying. Gossip. But we had an extensive conversation. Mwanje, can you tell real quick, briefly, because we've said it three times. What are your thoughts? And Auntie, I want your thoughts on what Mwanje says. Okay. Yeah. I don't really. So, for, no, I know I'm going to disagree with him, but go ahead. <laughs> I love you too. Um, so up. for me, though, I just feel like the the when, for me, marriage, the only time from where I grew up, the only time that I've seen anybody stay with my grandparents' house, when you use them for an example, is family members. Like my grandmother, my grandfather's sister would come through. My grandfather, my grandmother's brother might come through. Anything like that. It's always been family members. It's never been a friend. But for me, I'm going to take that same route. Is if Unless it's family, you're good. But if, it, if it's friends and we marry, you're going to have to get your own place. Unless I've been in a place where I have like a... Uh, uh extra house or something like that or extra house on the on the property you can stay at you're good but you gotta get a hotel unless the only way you're gonna be able to spend a night unless you are inebriated that's it but other than that you're not okay so you're telling me your friend mm-hmm. of i don't know how many years is in town mm-hmm. 10 plus mm-hmm. years your friend is in town you and your wife have a big enough place for this friend to stay and you're gonna make them get a hotel room because you don't want them around your wife? No, not, not around my Are wife. Around my the sanctity of my of my marriage. No, I don't want them around my wife. No. The conversation is about well, your well, wife, though. The sanctity of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if this is your friend, that person was at your wedding, yeah. possibly in your yeah, wedding. Absolutely. The fuck. <laughs> so they're good enough to come to your mm-hmm. wedding and possibly participate in your wedding. But they're not good enough to stay at your home. No, they're good enough to stay. They're good enough to I don't know. I don't, I, don't kick know it. I don't know how y'all throw that term friend around. Maybe this is more so of an associate. Because my friends are welcome anytime and his friends are welcome anytime. They, no, they can come they can come over any anytime. Anytime. Yeah, no, 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 no. My friends can spend the night mm. anytime. If I have room for them, they can stay. Yeah, unless, like I said, unless they so neighborhood it. His mm-hmm. friends and family is welcome as well. I just don't understand wh- why. What is it that you don't want them to be around? This, this, what is it? Hu- no, no, just husband and wife time. I don't. We don't. We don't need the extra. We don't need the extra. Because <laughs> you know, I'm not married. So, but what I envision. This is my vision now. I envision. I want okay. me and my wife to walk around. I want, I, want me cool. my, I want me and my wife to walk around naked around the house. And then my friends, I can't, we can't do that. We can't do those things. We can't do those things. So what? For maybe, three days? No, three days. For one three day, days, two many. days, three days, you can't hold that? Three, no. You freaky little toe Yes. Frog. Yes, I'm a freaky many- little toe frog. And I'm trying to hop on my wife. Mwaje, how many times have you visited someplace and um, asked your friend to stay with them? We, we we got married, so I've 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 uh I've been over I've been over um my guy Iran's house plenty of times, spent the night over there plenty of times. No doubt. Now 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 okay. Now, let me, let me get to this. in relationships. Your friends that are in relationships. Let me clarify. Friends that are in relationships. I've I have not spent the night over my friends that are in relationships. Only if I had a if I had somebody with me. If I was if I had another couple. If it was an, if they if there's another couple, that's different. Single friends? No. Like a, no. Sounds freakier. But it seems okay. like there's some insecurity. So 
Ah, ah, it's just, it's just, I want my privacy. I want my space. We need to get I the, love you all. Get to you got to go. You got to go. You have your privacy in your space. They're not staying in your bedroom with you and your wife. What do you want to? What do you want to? We feel want to smash in that bedroom today at night. What? I knew I wasn't going to agree with you because you go. To the far fucking left. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I want somebody else to talk to him because I can't do okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> so the what? I curse you out every week, and I love it. <laughs> like you do, you do the most. <laughs> I love it. I'm done. Well, Auntie E, we thank you so much for your input. Um, have a blessed night. I'm pretty sure you'll be texting thank us with some Bye. Thanks for calling us back. That's funny. I gotta make sure I remind me to bleep out her number. <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, did it? Oh, did it? Oh, did it? Oh, I saw it too. Yeah. You know that, right? But, um, interesting stuff. I figured that would be an interesting topic. Well, mm-hmm. listeners, if we didn't give you a call, um, let us know. If you want to be added to our YBO phone book, listen, we, we remember we, we mentioned it before, but let's let's put it back out there. We got our YBO phone book. Yeah. So we got a little Rolodex where we can do the who should we call today? We might land on E or F or G. Who knows? But yeah, let us know and we can just give you a call and four one four two four zero eight three nine eight. Do it. There we go. Or shoot us an email or something. Last thing real quick. I didn't want to make it long because I knew we had a lot of shit to talk about today. Um, Time for my non. This is actually a listener question. Um, Very short and to the point. It says, could you date a porn star? No. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Do I elaborate on that? That's my answer. I don't know. I would say no. Why do we know you're very prudish? But why I'm don't prudish, you? Know I'm just insecure, and I, I can't deal with that. It's my turn. It's oh, my sorry, turn. Oh, sorry. Yes, 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 I know. My bad. My bad. My bad. I'm just insecure. I think he got him thinking. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, I knew that from Jim. I saw that question. I'm like, I can't. No, nah, I can't deal with that. I cannot deal with that. Yes, I can't deal with that. You can't come home. Go ahead, Lassie. I guess. I guess I'm saying I don't know because I don't know what I would do in the situation. Um, mm. like if I started dating a guy mm. and he wasn't like super upfront at first, and he kind of like took me on a couple dates before he mentioned it because of his history or whatever. Um, I don't know. I would have to kind of see how I feel. Um. I look at porn as acting because the shit is fake. Um, <laughs> if, it, if it's not, if it's not, if it's not amateur porn, if it's not amateur porn, interesting. I, I think all of that shit is fake. I mean, I, I've seen a couple porn stars on TikTok talk about the fucking cum that's on their face is actually Cetaphil. So wow. <laughs> it's well, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not like <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I guess for me. I would have to. I would have to be in the situation. Um, off top of my head, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. If I, I don't have a connection with, like, I'm just thinking. If a guy came to me today and I was single and was like, "Yeah, this is what I do," I'd be like, <laughs> "You know, I mean, uh, I have a lot of questions. So I guess it depends on how well he answered the 21 questions. So what if it was like, what if it was like his main check? Like he had to fuck every week. Well, that sound bad, but a body every week. <laughs> That's wild. Are they? Oh, look. My main question winning. is: Are they all women? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a good question too, Lassie. That's a good question. Yeah. That's good. Say so. Okay, let, let's go with that. Say it's all women. All women. One person a week. Think that like you got to go to work every week instead of every day. It's just every week. See, see. 
I guess it would. It really would depend on how how much he has to film, how often. It would be a lot of questions that I would have. Um, what if he's? But I, I mean, I've, I know, I know, I have known or seen people date porn stars. So mm. there's still people. I guess it just depends on the person and if they feel like they want to deal with that. So Mm-mm. fascinating. You ever think award winning? No, I'm good. Um, Please leave uh, your message for Marjorie. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm in NFTs. I'm like, what is that? Non fungible, no, non fuckable tokens. I'm like, oh, oh. Um, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good on that. No, I, I I'm good on that because I'm just that's just a lifestyle that I'm I'm I mean, there's just a lot of bodies for me. And yeah, I know people are like, oh, you gotta be mature and yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry. It just that's your job. That's just too many bodies for me. Like you come home, I want some. You're exhausted. No, I'm good. Like I'm, I want some. You're exhausted. <laughs> you're exhausted. No, I'm good. <laughs> How was work today? Great. <laughs> um, Don't try this again. Right, I'm like, what? Wait, you you put a little too much emphasis on that. Great. You're not. Trying to Please leave that. your message for. Okay. Scooter, we tried to call you. Oh, I want yeah, to get I another. Answer, another. He's a brother. He can what seems he's, to a, be sick, he's a man's man. Sick male that answer going to be. That Monte, I know a guy that dated a porn star. So every guy's not you. You can't I'm, put that I'm, off on I'm, everyone I'm saying, else. I'm, 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 I'm probably with the masses. I don't think I don't think a lot of guys would date a porn star. A lot of guys. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say that on the pod. A lot of guys would not mm-hmm. date a porn star. I'm sorry. I can't be with you. You and you, there you, are, there, but there are a lot of there are a lot of men who prefer to date experienced women. No, that's different. Now, experience is different. But you, your experience is you got your resume says three three uh, dicks and a chick. I'm good. So what if she's a porn star but it wasn't filmed? Huh? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But, it, but but it's what not like on it? like shit you can, but no, but it's not like on that. No, but it's not like like viral. Like it's not like no Kim K or what's, uh-uh, what's the nigga name? Uh-uh, Marcus Black, uh-uh. Mister Mister Ass, whatever his name <laughs> is. Is she, she a low profile? <laughs> no. Low profile star. I'm sorry. If I can look up your IMBD. <laughs> if I look up your IMBD and it's uh uh Wild Nurse Street, I'm good. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> she low profile. No, I'm sorry. It's still in your IMBD. I'm good. So, all right. I'm good. That's just me. That's just okay. me. I I can't do that. I don't no, want to. Fine. Like, we heard you the first time. Uh, magic coming. Okay, <laughs> magic coming from work, fam. And you have to house her day. She goes, well, today, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to fuck Mr. Ass, and uh, it was great. I'm like, huh? Mr. Ass, <laughs> you did it, Sick, bro. Duh. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, um. I don't think I don't, see at first like thinking about it. It's like no, I'm never gonna date a porn star. But I, no, but listen, because let me give my opinion. Damn, y'all never asked me my shit. I'm just, I'm, just fucking, I'm, I'm a Steve. I'm the Steve Harvey of this King's comedy shit. I'm just passing it along. Bring it to the uh, stage. Uh, Jay's answer. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's one of them issues. <laughs> this nigga sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't think nobody caught it. I said John's truck is an NFT, and I was like, "No, nah, just the tires." <laughs> you stupid, bro, John. I said, "Put the NFT book down for a minute. Let's talk about this real quick." <laughs> he got one of them. He got Wait, one of them self-driving trucks. Chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be mad as hell when he got to drive, really drive. He can't. He got a Tesla truck and shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> he leaned back. He go. He go. Man, John is innovative, fam. I don't care nobody say. 
He made, he made, I think I seen today, he made himself an NFT with the glasses on with the haircut. No, no, Why not? Bro? <laughs> Why not? Somebody gonna say that. He gonna say that. Why? Oh, gonna be. <laughs> Somebody gonna in buy him and his girlfriend gonna be pissed. I'm sick of it, John. I'm sick of it. You gonna be in Austria. Somebody gonna buy it in Austria. <laughs> uh, hey, John, you better read the NFT times right. conditions. That may come with the extra body and shit. No, this come with the the, the actual copy. Come on. He gonna, he gonna uh, email John and say, I'm one of one. <laughs> say, you moving to Georgia and not the United States, nigga. Come over here. <laughs> anyway, um, talk about him. He gonna mess around and be a, a, a crypto uh, mogul. <laughs> right, yeah. Put us on with you, John. We just want the money. Right. Um, anyway, listen. <laughs> this is how you do I, it. Yeah. My <laughs> thing too, it'd be like one of them things. Like, okay, say say if it was cool, right? But it'd be like you ain't gonna be like you said, fucking these people hard as a bitch, and then come home. There's no energy. There's nothing there for me. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, around. Think about think about when you when you go to regular work, you be tired, right? You got to take yes. time. But this is his job. Yes. Her job, right? <laughs> they come home and give you lazy noodles, like the fuck and Why you know you people, ain't safe. Lazy people catch people catch feelings a lot of things come with these things so it's just just gonna be a no for me anyway but just when you think about the little tidbits imagine watching like hey babe watch the show Come on, you, they, you never watch my show you watch hush. it one time Shut. oh my bad i'm sorry i cut you off See, you be thinking too hard this baby fella this should have happened to you before man I don't okay know. like, it, like it, it's, it's hurting him to his core damn you already know i told y'all what happened y'all funny yeah well thank you listener for that question i'm pretty sure we answered it for you um anybody else let us know let's do it anybody else let us know what um what uh what you've been through would you date a porn star have you um let us know all right inspiration for the week which i got data porn star um to walk your dog Oh, one of you, one of your greatest strengths is is knowing your greatest weakness. One of your greatest strengths should be knowing your greatest weakness. That's all I got for you. Um, I'm gonna just say, um, I'm gonna just say, be open. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but for the Bumble date I went on. Um, because the girl was meeting another, the girl, the, the girl that I was talking to on Bumble invited me out to her meeting with the girl that she met and her friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't want to impose if this is y'all first time meeting because I didn't want, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to be more of a social butterfly. And she's like, damn, like this was supposed to be my meet or whatever. But, um, no, I actually said, yes, I'll come. And I, I went and had a good time and now I made some connections. So. Be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the best way to do it. Y'all should start some type of group. That like way y'all can have outings and it'll be so much fun. Like try like, bowling or something. Yeah. When you get people in an environment, you be like, like you say, like, oh, we kind of give me your numbers. Right. We cool. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do it again for sure. Yeah, so maybe you want to go with city to city. A meetup for like the podcast. Like, hey, y'all, we doing a podcast show. Come on, meet up. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all pay though, but. Yeah. Loki, I was gonna make us a page on there. <laughs> this ain't never, this ain't mm-hmm. that, but hey. <laughs> but um, I'm done. But no, um, my my inspiration this week is gonna go to um. 
TK Kirkland. I, I was saying it before a little bit, but I was listening to Brilliant Idiots earlier and he was a guest. He wasn't on there the whole episode, but oh, maybe man. I think half. And um, he was kind of alluding to the fact that, you know, a lot of people always say like, you know, life is short. Life is so short. But like he was like, life is long. He's 61 mm-hmm. years old, um, which is interesting. And he was just kind of and my parents are approaching that age in their late 50s. But he was saying like, you know, he's talking to Nyla, the one that one of the chicks, the um, Charlamagne calls his nieces or whatever. And I think she said she's 26. So he had a conversation kind of like what we were saying, men of that generation. He's not old, but he was just saying like, I think he had mm-hmm. cut her off. So he, but she thought he was saying that she was being rude, but he was like, no, I was telling you because I'm from that era of like actual politeness and respect to where women now, like we said, be feeling like, oh no, you know, um, we, we don't do that no more. That's, that's extra. And he was like, well, we, we, whatever he was saying, just listen to it. But he did allude to like, you know, People say so much that life is short, but it's, it's long, it's drawn out. You just got to keep going. Like you, once, you, If you keep saying life is short, it's, it might be short. So, right. you know, life ain't short. It's a marathon, like as Nipsey Hussle would say. Um, and just keep living. So I just thought that was a short, sweet kind of matter of fact. But, you know, interesting perspective when you actually think about how much you do say that based upon what's going on in the world. And they were talking about different stuff that was happening too. Um, but yeah, same thing. Different generation, different perspective. Somebody older kind of giving you something that worked for them outside of that part. But yeah, you know, life is long. So making a marathon and making everything count. That's my inspiration for the week. I like that. Um, 246, another one where we, <laughs> we did what we did. We wrapped everything into a hoe from porn to, uh, you know, we need to talk about Bill Cosby to, in a serious note, you know, justice for Taylor. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. How you guys feel about that? Good. That's great. I knew, I knew when I saw the note that it was going to be a good, um, what's going on for sure. I said so. a jam packed episode. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's that true, con- true crime BO talking ass. Um, all right, guys. It's episode 246. As always, I am the illustrious Reese Berry. That is Ara. E-E-S-E-B-E-R-R-A. Four wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Wait, I'm good. <laughs> and I'm Lossie no at Lola Baby on Snapchat, two Y's, two E's, B A Y Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. Moanje? It's your boy Moanje. That's M W A N J E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Moanje, you got in for Leopard. All right, guys, that is episode 246. Uh, let us know what y'all think about it. We appreciate your input, no matter how you contact yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Jay, drop that number for them one more time. One more time. Yeah, it's 414-240-8398. Make sure you go to the podcast as well, or website, ybopod.com as well, too. Yeah, and remember, we do not harass y'all. We don't just take y'all back. We just, whatever y'all say, y'all can just say something, drop a, a note. And if we do say anything, it's something light, and that's it. Nothing crazy. So, yeah. All right, guys, 246. We out. Bye. Peace. Kidding. Bye. <laughs>